and we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to Fresh Fit Podcast. We're here with Troy Francis in the building. Hey, oh, we got a good show plan, man. Let's do it. Let's go. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Fresh Trade Podcast, man. We had a busy few days, guys. But quick announcements before we get into our special guest in the house. I'm actually really excited for this one, guys. Uh, Patreon.com slash Fresh Trade, guys. You can get all the behind-the-scenes content. Me and Fresh are actually going to start doing double-day vlogs for you guys again. So don't worry. We're going to be putting that stuff behind the scenes on Patreon. I know we've been getting a lot of requests for them, so we're going to get back to doing those for y'all. Yeah. Uh, you know, try to put at least one or two a week on there for you guys. And, yeah, you guys can kind of see what we do behind the scenes and how we uh, womanize. Also, uh, we have a bunch of videos on there on real estate investing, cryptocurrency, making money, getting girls, getting in shape. All that stuff is right there, patreon.com slash freshfit. Yep. Also, guys, get the merch, uh, freshfitpodcaststore.com. You get the hoodies, T-shirts that Fresh never wears on air except for today. today. He got it today. Go. You know, so check, check us out over there, freshfitpodcaststore.com. And then also, guys, we're on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Chris is going to start increasing the frequency, guys. We're going to start uploading at least, Chris, how are we going to do this? Uh, every Monday through Friday? Yeah, that's fine. Every, okay, so Monday through Friday, guys, we're going to be uploading for you guys on there. So check us out, Ron, uh, whether you listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or a smaller uh, podcast platform like CastBox or whatever. We are there. We got you guys. Also, guys, we got another YouTube channel. It's Fresh and Fit Clips. Check us out over there because um, if you don't have time to watch me lose hair follicles real time in three hours, it's cool. You can watch me lose hair follicles in only three to five minutes on the Clips channel, okay? And then, uh, Fresh, you want to talk about your vlog channel? Guys, for behind the scenes, man, when we travel, we just went to uh, Virginia slash D.C., to go to Timcast. Yeah. And I was we're in three different states. Roasting my Maryland, West his, Virginia, and Virginia. Uh, Patagonia uh, jacket. He's roasting me on my Zara jacket. Go you check threw out your the vlog out channel. Though, it was trash. Yeah, I threw it away. It was very late. <laughs> uh, go, go check out the vlog channel, guys, for behind the scenes, man. 100 can away. Let's go. Bam. And then uh, we're also live streaming on Twitch on twitch.tv slash freshfit podcast. And then, Chris, okay. also, you want to talk about your Twitch? Sorry, guys. Michael Berg. Guys, find me on Twitch, Aaron Poxon. Um, shout out to the My Hero, by the way. Chris, King Chris came through with Jeez. the goods. Hey. That's, that's pretty hard. Yeah, it's pretty hard. So uh, find me on Twitch. I just released my uh, my merch uh, website, acpmerchgang.com. Guys, check it out. Let's get it. Oh, and then also, uh, we got a new camera angle. Hey, let's introduce the new uh, audio engineer, by the way. Uh, Mo, Big Mo. Mo in the house. Look at the camera, nigga. Hey, yo, what up, bro? You going to say what's up to the people? Can he fit in the camera? I'm out to zoom that shit out, man. So let's do lose some weight. But yo, Mo, tell us, say what's up to the people. Yo, what's going on? This is Big Mo. Good to see you guys. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in here. So um, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you guys having me. So uh, so um, yeah, you can follow me at Big Mo underscore B-I-T-W. That's B-I-G-M-O underscore B-I-T-W. Don't forget the memo Mo. to believe in Big Mo. Mo, <laughs> Mo, Mo, Mo hold on. Mo. Mo, how was the party, Mo? God, you, were getting, you, you were getting jiggy with it, Mo. How was hey. the party? Hey, just know I do I do a little I do a little dance a little bit, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, the party was amazing. It was fun as hell. 
Um, and again, I got to meet some of the awesome fellow supporters. So there you go. Thank you guys. You guys were awesome. Five hundred K party was lit. Yeah, guys. It was it was lit as hell. Yeah, and, then, yeah, and then and then <laughs> Chris was in pain and ass dealing with the girls. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to Big Mo, guys. Yeah, don't worry, he won't be that big much longer. We're he's working with us right now. We're gonna get him in shape. But anyway, without further ado, we got Troy fucking Francis in the house. <laughs> Hello, man. Good to be here. Thanks ever so much for having me on, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the way from the UK. All the way from the UK, man. Um, it is good to have you here. Um, now, Troy, for those of you that are wondering, uh, you know, as you guys know, I, I came up, right, through uh, shots to John from Modern Life Dating. We're going to have him soon. Uh, I met him. He taught me a lot about, you know, digital, mar digital marketing, everything else like that. He introduced me to Rich, and then I ended up meeting uh, Rolo Tomasi. And then uh, we started doing Rule Zero. You guys were doing the Rule Zero panel for yeah. a bit, and I came on the Rule Zero panel. I shared some of my insights and everything else like that. And uh, I met Troy through all those guys, and Troy is, is a great guy, guys. We, we, I've been trying to get him on the show for well over a year now. It's just that he's based in the UK, and you guys have some really strict uh, beer bug situations. Yeah. So uh, I'll definitely, um, <clears throat> I'll definitely turn it over to Troy, so you guys can, you know, get get to know who he is. But Troy, can you introduce yourself to the people, bro, so they know who you are? Because we know who you are. We love you, but they might not know. Thank you, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Well, come just a little bit closer to the mic so they can hear you. Yeah, it's great to be here, guys. So, uh, yeah, I'm from London. I am a dating coach and a dating writer. So, really, I came into this whole business through really writing about my experiences out in the dating scene, you know, going out into the sexual marketplace, seeing what was happening out there, and then kind of recording it and writing it. And I wrote for a long time for a website called Return of Kings. Yes. Which was run by a gentleman called Roosh V. Yes. Before he... Uh, Changed direction. Took the guard so, pill. <laughs> took di changed direction somewhat. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and through that I met Donovan Sharp, who I know is going to be around tomorrow. I think he's in Miami yes. now, and uh, yeah, and through that, and then I started blogging, set up my own website, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And kind of fairly late in the day, I started to do YouTube. I started to sort of go public facing, and through that, I on Twitter actually, I met Rollo Tomasi, and I met Rich and some of the other guys. Got involved with Rule Zero and. The rest is history, really, man. Yeah, so shout out to all the guys from Real Zero, man. Without you guys, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today. And I always love to pay homage back to the guys that help help uh, put us on. And I told you, Troy, as soon as we started getting traction, I was like, we need to bring you on the show, man, because yeah. I remember you brought me on your show uh, when I was no one knew who I was. And and I think yeah. it's very important that uh, when you work with someone and they help you out when they didn't have to, if you make it, you need to make sure that you extend that helping hand as well and make sure you know because I I think your content is fantastic. The Renegade playbook series uh you know your day game approaches just teaching guys in general how to how to run game and it's like it's it, that 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 poa i guess because you have you have the rp awareness and then you also still have you know the the poa side as well you know yeah. the old school poa stuff which you know i'm a huge nerd on so you know we all read the mystery method and you know neil yeah. strauss the game etc and uh i'm just so excited to have you here i'm so happy to, like i i want you guys to all know who troy is so um yeah. Can you, tell, can you tell us a little bit about like uh, your background, like how you grew up, uh, where you're from originally, et cetera? Yeah, absolutely. So I was born in the UK. I was uh, born in London, moved around a bit in the UK, different sort of places, kind of lived in fairly suburban sort of towns when I was like a teenager. Um, I came from a very sort of like introverted background, really. I found it very difficult, like socially to kind of relate to people. Um, I, I wasn't confident. I had like big self-esteem issues, went through some like depression and stuff like that. And obviously my dating life was just completely that it non-existent. You know, there was, there was kind of nothing happening. Mm. I did have some girls interested in me when I was at school, but I never took up those opportunities because I was always sort of, there was always that one special girl, you know, in the class. And I sort of kind of get fixated on that one special girl. 
tried to sort of make something happen with her. Inevitably, it wouldn't. And I get butt hurt and whatever, you know. So it's complete, complete failure um, in my sort of late teens until I got to the age of 20. And then at the age of 20, I kind of underwent a bit of a personal transformation, let's say, really, which to be completely transparent was largely brought about by the fact that I was partying a lot and I was doing a lot of stuff that I wouldn't necessarily recommend <laughs> to people now. Some recreational activities. So some recreational activities. Yeah. I was going out, I was partying a lot and it kind of had the effects of, it just blew my um, mentality wide open. Yeah. Because like all of a sudden I was just like, do you know what, sod it. I'm just going to, I don't really care what people think. I'm just going to go out there. I'm just going to be who I want to be and I'm going to see how that flies. Mm -hmm. And I was going to a lot of clubs and stuff like that and interestingly, um, a lot of the women that I was coming into contact with started to react to me differently, right? And it was because I was being a bit more like cocky, a bit more funny, had a bit more swagger to me. And so observing that, that sort of put me onto this merry-go-round, really, of effectively womanizing for the next, <laughs> you know, for the next couple of decades. And um, off the back of all of that, I got into the space of what you might call game. Yes. Okay. Um, and before before you got into into this world, you were a writer, right? For a uh, was it was it a journal, a newspaper, or a magazine? So I know yeah. you've done some kind of journalism. I wrote for a few different things. Okay. I wrote I wrote for a few different things. I wrote for some pretty big publications. I did some stuff for the Guardian in the UK. I did some stuff mm. for GQ. Uh, I did a little bit of stuff for Vice. I've done like all kinds of different things because writing was always like a a passion of mine. Really, yes. like I wanted to put stuff on the page and describe how things were fantastic writer man i read your old uh, return of kings articles uh and, and one of them I, i'll never forget was one about where you had done some night game and this girl like brutally rejected you yeah yeah and you yeah. talked about how when a woman brutally rejects you it's not necessarily your fault it's a lot of the times some kind of issue with that person in their themselves it's not necessarily them rejecting you it's that they just have issues and i thought that was really like a great point because a lot of guys suffer with that you know they go out to the club they talk to a girl get away yeah. from me you know what i'm saying and give you that bullshit and you're like you know a lot of guys take it right on the chest and they think it's them and it's no bro it's not you yeah. it's, 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 these chicks are crazy sometimes and also to your credit uh troy you're one of the few people that actually talks about you know day game and it actually does it club yeah. people they talk about it all the time yeah I do this and do that but you're actually in the field doing it real time giving people advice that's very, very important yeah, yeah thanks man well i should say um this summer, I was spent a lot of time traveling around. Mm -hmm. So I we were in Russia. I spent like probably about two months in Russia overall over the summer. We were in Eastern Europe. I was in Poland. I was in Ukraine. Uh, we were also in Germany. We were in, you know, uh, where else? Um, Finland and a few other places around there. But we spent a lot of time in Russia and in Ukraine as well. And my colleague, James Tusk, who's got a great channel by the Shout way. Out to him, Tusk. James Tusk. Yeah, yep. James Tusk, um, who's a who's another British day game guy. Um, we were going out and about and for literally for about a month, we were doing daily live streams where we were going out and we were just approaching and, and filming it live. Mm. And as, I saw I saw one or two of those. They're, they're yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, man. And as far as I know, I think we are the only people to have done that. Or certainly we're the only people to have done that at that sort of sort of scale. I don't know anyone else that, does it. That kind of frequency. And the whole point of that really was A, because we just kind of we just started doing it almost by accident, really. But we thought, well, this is really cool because we're showing people like what it's actually like out there on the streets. So we're showing real life interactions. And of course, the reality is, you know, there's also a lot of rejection yes. in this stuff. Yeah. And I mean one of the things I always remember about you, Myron, is when you you always used to talk about when you were hitting the clubs and you were yes. doing a lot of approaches and you used to talk about 40 approaches. Yeah. You know, yep. Yeah. And people thought I was crazy when I said that. I was like, yeah, I would go one for 40 on a night. And they'd be like, 
what? And I'm like, yeah, dude, cold approach is not easy. It's a numbers game. And it, what people don't get is that cold approach is like something that I started doing. Like I've been doing it for a while. I don't do it as much now anymore, especially because like I get recognized and stuff. And, you know, we just, I just don't have that kind of time anymore, but yeah. I love cold approach. I think it's the best way to meet girls. Honestly, like, especially if you don't have a big social media following, whatever it is, I'm a huge advocate for it. But night game, you know, you got to run a lot of <laughs> you got to yeah. run a lot of sets. And, and my thing was I always kind of approached it from the angle. I'm trying to see if she's available versus like trying to get her to like me because yeah. night game. Right. Uh, and there's different tactics with this. Some guys like like to build attraction and do a little bit slower. I know mystery always used to talk about seven hours of comfort. I think that's a bit long. But regardless, you know, everyone has a different methodology. And I would go and be like, is she available? And if she wasn't. I wouldn't even game her. I would move on to the next girl, yeah. which is why my I had to talk to so many women. But I was trying to yeah. figure out who was available. But um, yeah. yeah so because, go ahead, continue, just on that please. point, because obviously, if your intention had been to go out and let, just meet some girls and maybe get some phone numbers or something, then it would have been far less. But because yes. your intention was right, I want to make something happen tonight. Yes, you have to run the numbers. Yes, you have um, to. And I think that's just something that everyone's got to recognize, really. Even even the best, like, you know, um, like people mentioned Paul Jenka a lot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And actually people were saying, hey, let's get him on the show, which, hey, we'd be anyone that knows him. I think I one him. of his people. Oh, you know, a person. OK, yeah, I know, we can I know, get him on. I know Paul. I know Paul. He lives in London now. OK. Oh, OK. Nice. Oh, I didn't know that because I, I know yeah. he his old infields was him in New York City running yeah. uh, running game. And I think like he had a close rate of like seven or eight percent, which is fantastic. I don't think people understand like how tough it is to be anywhere close to 10% as far as like closing goes when it comes to cold approach is very difficult. Yeah. Well, he was obviously, he had a lot in, in his favor. And yes. We don't want to go into the whole looks money status sort of rabbit hole too much, but I mean, obviously he was a very good looking guy. He yes. was very sharply dressed. Harvard graduate. Harvard graduate, tall. I mean, he, he kind of had the whole package, but he also had a very, very acute understanding of interrelationships between men and women. And that came through in, you know, some of his writing. He's got a book called Getting Laid in NYC. Yes. Um, so he did a lot of his influence. Yeah, yeah, which is really, really good. And he was one of those kind of guys, he would get some unfair criticism because people would say, well, look, he's good looking. He's a Harvard graduate. Obviously, he's going to get results. But actually, he had that real in-depth understanding. Yes. And um, I've learned a lot from him. He's a, he's a cool guy. Yeah, because he, yes, he had the looks, but he also had the understanding, which when you have the looks and the understanding, you're, you're a killer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You start to become, because a lot of guys, you know, it, it comes down to either they're like a natural, they just understand or they just know what they're doing and they can't really explain it. Or you got guys that are like very tech savvy. They know exactly what they're doing because they have to learn it from the ground up. And and you're, you're one of those guys like you, you're very tech savvy. You, you, I mean, you go out with people and you teach them how to do this yeah. day in and day out in, in, in London. Um. And can you tell the people a little bit, you mentioned earlier, like you had a little bit of, uh, you know, confidence issues and everything else like that. Yeah. What made you, what, what was the turning point for you? When, when did you like take that, I guess, RP and like realize, damn, this is what I need to do. And you had that aha moment. Well, I think it was kind of what I was describing before, which is that I was going out partying a lot. I was in this town called Manchester, which is in, in the UK. Okay. Shout out um, to Manchester. Manchester in the house. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, comparatively small i mean london you've got like 10 million people manchester is like half a million so it's pretty it's pretty small but it's a buzzing place there's loads and loads of bars nightclubs there's loads of like students there stuff like that so it's a kind of a it's kind of a cool place and i wound up there because i was at university mm. and what happened was i just was i was going out on the party scene i was actually working on the party scene i was working in bars and clubs and stuff and okay I was, I was seeing these very attractive women and not really you know getting any traction or anything like that. And mm -hmm. I think it was just in the What end, year was this around? Just so oh, I, mate, I, can't, I can't even reveal it. It okay. was like many, many years ago. Okay. Many, many years ago. Uh, it was kind of early early 2000s. Okay, so so this is like uh, before the pickup artist. Oh, yeah, came yeah, out yeah, on VH1. yeah. This yeah. is before like th this stuff. 
because there was an emerging pickup industry, it, it, well, community in the early 2000s, but didn't really come to light until that VH1 show came out, at least yeah. in my in my view, you know? No, absolutely. Well, look, I mean, when I started, like, doing this stuff, if you like, I didn't, I'd never even heard of game. I didn't know it was a, a thing. Yeah, um, same. You know, I was literally, I think what happened for me was I wanted to improve my dating life. I wanted to make those mm. opportunities for myself. And it was almost probably like frustration in the end. It was like, well, I've got, I've got to make something happen. And if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? So I just literally, and, and this is why you get all of these guys who, are, who have this doomer mentality and they say, well, it's all about looks. It's all about money yeah. and all this kind of thing. And of course, those things help. There's no, nobody's, de nobody's denying that. But what I found was that actually just the change in my attitude and the change in the way that I came across, for basically from one week to the next, I started to have, you know, girls were attracted to me when they weren't before. And it wasn't because I suddenly became better looking or I suddenly, you know, made a million dollars or I suddenly like, you know, got a fancy car or something like that. It was literally the way that I was coming across. And that was really powerful for me. And then once that happened, you almost get a little bit hooked there because you think, well, like if I've done this once, I can do this again, you know? You know, it's funny, Troy, you brought a very important point because like people think, okay, maybe it's my looks, maybe it's my car, maybe it's like, you know, um, how I dress, you know, it's confidence. And just having that energy where, you know what, I can make her feel a certain, certain way about me. It's powerful because now that don't care attitude, you know what, whatever happens, I'm cool with it. Yeah. But I have my own, my own way of, of, you know, swag and how I talk to girls that in itself is powerful because now you can have power to do what you want to do. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree. And I think that it's the way that you come across is so important Yeah. because, yeah. and going back to Paul Janka for a second, the way that he describes it is that he was dating in New York. He was dating in Manhattan before he got into doing his, his his process, his system or whatever. But he wasn't really getting a lot of traction. He was going out on dates with girls. He was taking them for expensive dinners. Mm. They were kind of, you know, it would go on for like four hours. Then she'd say, oh, I've got to go home. And then he'd get on for a second day. And it was all very elongated. Yes. And, uh, you know, the typical sort of nice guy experience. Where a lot of guys, yeah. That's yeah. what a lot of guys go through in the yeah. dating game. Yeah, exactly. And then he flipped it around and he said, actually, he became much more ruthless about it really yes it was very much like okay we'll go to a lounge bar but we're gonna have two drinks and then i'm gonna say why don't we go back to my place if she doesn't want to fine but i'm, I'm moving on because you know that's not in line with what i want so and and he developed this sort of approach to it which was very uh well ruthless you know it was very sort of like it was systematic too systematic, i remember reading yeah. I, I remember reading one of his articles and he talked about how he had a girl come over he like banged her or whatever. And then like literally another girl was like showing up at the door as he was getting this yeah. one out. And she saw the other girl and like messaged him like, oh, you're an asshole or whatever. Like she yeah. got mad because it was very obvious that he was like <laughs> getting another girl yeah. to come over. Or it was either he didn't, I, maybe maybe he didn't hook up with her, but he had another girl coming. So he didn't care. And he was like, yeah. all right, well, I'll see you. I'll see you later. And like she, the other girl came, like showed up as the other one was leaving and she was able to put it together. Like, oh, he didn't smash me so he called another girl yeah which is well, hilarious well he would yeah he would stack dates mm -hmm. so he would literally yeah. he'd have the first one that was um you know organized for like 7 p.m then mm -hmm. he'd have another one for nine and then yes. he'd have another one for 11 and so, so fresh used to do <laughs> wasted yeah. a lot of Yo, time but <laughs> look, listen back in the day bro i had it lined up like from like uh beginning of, of work even before we're like 6 a.m and then from there after work 6 6 p.m from 6 p.m to like 8 p.m yeah from like 10 to like midnight and then when i slept you know spend the night by my crib but it's more like it's it's a hassle bro it's like a full-time job dealing with that shit bro it's full-time yeah. 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 yeah yeah so sorry you were saying he would double he would double and triple stack dates yeah absolutely would, yeah. Uh, yeah he would and 
that was obviously to deal with, I suppose, the flakiness. Yes. Yeah. And, but but this, but bearing in mind, that also was in the early 2000s. Yes. So if you imagine now how that's all, you know, become exacerbated, this the flakiness. Even worse. Yes. Exactly. So yeah. what he was doing then was really only a forerunner of what you would probably do now, because now obviously we've got Instagram, we've got the dating apps, all the rest of it. So. Um, I'll read that? these chats real quick, and we could definitely talk about the contemporary dating marketplace, which you have an amazing. You gave you get you did one video, man, which to this day I think is one of the best videos that explains the current sexual marketplace. Uh, and we could break that down too, because I get I want yeah. the people to kind of get your take on it. And we need we need to hear more about you and James going through uh, Russia. Uh, Russia. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got some questions already yeah, written here was... about about uh, running game in different places because Troy's been all over the world. Even Roller brought it up recently. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. I'll read these real quick, yeah, guys. We got a great guest in the house, guys. You guys can see we're like super excited. So yeah. And, uh, uh, shout out to Rollo and Sterling. Yeah, chat, shout out to y'all in the chat. Uh, Rollo and Sterling Cooper in the chat. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, guys. Uh, we got Fresh Fits 820. We as FNF Disciple and community as a whole, we are ending 2021 strong. For the year 2022, we got to get colder. Absolutely, bro. We, we ain't going nowhere. Uh, Marquise 912, keep it the great work, but never mention the haters again because they love to use your mention of them for content. Starve the cloud chasers out. Exactly. No oxygen. Iron Panther. Fab and Fit, you survived seven days. Congrats on beating the haters. <laughs> and then we got uh, Boyd says, boy, shout out to Boyd. Uh, Mr. Nice. Troy. Mr. Troy, do your day game blessings. Work on the Kazakh ladies. High five. Okay. Uh, Manjot Singh to poor. Padre K party was lit. You guys are the most humble people on earth. Treated us like family. Huge respect. We got you, you, bro. That party was lit. Party was awesome. And here's the thing, just so y'all know, man. Yo, we went negative on that party, but we don't give a fuck because our thing was we wanted to make sure that you guys had a good time, bro. Like we bought bottles, all that stuff. Me and first don't even drink. Like we bought it for you guys because we wanted to make sure that you guys had a good ass time, man. Because you guys are the blood force of Fresh and Fit. Chris Chris dealing with the crazy girls and you know us hanging out. It was it was all worth it. We need a three-day, a three-way kiss between SJ, Lisa, and Susie for the culture. Fresh Fit Gang for, or Dome Bang. Got you. <laughs> you uh, Big Mo is happy to be part of FNF. The haters showed up when you went to Tim Pool's show. There's no two to the fans. Stick around and learn something. Yeah, bro, it is what is Burning Wolf. We appreciate it, man. Uh, that was a great show with Tim, by the way. Yeah, We broke show. down a lot of things. Or up games. Uh, what's your Patreon? Do I need to start talking to y'all about real estate? P.S. Much love for the show. Yes, patreon.com slash Fresh Fit, guys. We got a bunch okay. of videos on there. And we're going to do a Zoom call probably this week. Because we were out of town, so we didn't have time to do it. And then we got Bora again. Ten bucks, Troy. Do you day game between Oxford Street and uh, Holborn? Always see dudes cold approaching tourists. And we will do a Q and A at the end, guys. Don't worry. But I guess we can hit this one right now since it's uh, there. I don't operate that much in London these days, to, to be honest, uh, because like in common with a lot of guys who came out of that scene in London, what you what you recognize is that actually the dating scene is a lot better in other places. And mm-hmm. obviously we mentioned Russia and these different places. Yes. London is is great. London was great. It's very big. You've got a lot. It's very international. You've got a lot of people from all over the world there. So that is a natural advantage. That's become a little bit less so in the last couple of years because of the pandemic and a bit of Brexit and stuff like that. The, the population is kind of decreased in mm-hmm. London now. Uh, so you don't quite have the variety that you had a little while back. Maybe that will change. Um, but ultimately, London is not. It, it, London is quite a hard place in the same way that probably Miami is and New York City. Mm-hmm. And it's not the most fruitful place really to to be going and doing a lot of uh, daytime Day approach. Game. I would say, yeah. So, question. So, um, so real quick. So, you did the, the journalism for a while. When did you leave that and then enter into this world? Well, I 
it was a bit of a two-step process because okay. I I was working actually I was doing journalism and I was also working like more of a corporate job as well like okay. a, like a uh, advertising media related job okay and I was doing that really up until about four or five years ago and then I but but in that period I was doing the blogging and I was I'd started writing books okay and I, was, I was selling the books so I was starting to make a sort of a side income if yes. you like okay and then I jumped ship in about about four or five years ago okay to, so started to doing just, it full time yeah to to doing it full time yeah. okay yeah. now um. I, can you give the people, because you're very well traveled, you've been all over the world, you spend quite a bit of time in Europe, you've been everywhere. Yeah. Um, you've been here in the States as well. Can you give the people kind of an overview uh, from your perspective of the current uh, sexual marketplace and how dating is nowadays versus before? Because you you were, you know, doing this in the early 2000s, we discussed before and all the way till now, and you're still in the game. So, you know, you're one of the best people to talk about this from as far as like how the game has changed and everything else. Can you give the people a quick little overview? Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of truth in what Rollo Tomasio, I think, originally wrote about, which was the the global sexual marketplace. This idea that because now we've got the apps, because of Instagram, because of Tinder, because of, I don't know, whatever else, you know, the, the other dating apps, whatever. Sugar social sites, etc. Yeah, yeah, social yeah. media in general. Yeah, yeah. Be because of all of that stuff, we are now in a situation, TikTok maybe, we are now in a situation where... Whereas many years ago, if you were a young girl in a small village in Ukraine, then probably the dating market you were going to tap into would be that, you know, the dudes in that like local village or maybe, maybe the next big town or whatever. Now that same girl can get DMs from the guy who's in Dubai or the guy who's here. Or, Andrew or, Tate. Because like, yeah, Andrew Tate yeah, will DM yeah, her. Yeah, exactly. So Tate, <laughs> so Andrew's sliding into the, you know, with the blue tick, he's sliding into, the, I don't think he actually, he probably doesn't even slide into DMs. He probably waits for them to slide into his. But yeah. you, know what I, you know what I mean? Like he's, you get some guy like that who slides into the DMs and she's like, whoa. And even if she doesn't act on that, because mm -hmm. I think it's a fallacy to say every single woman in a small town in Europe is going to just, drop everything and go to the exactly. go to Dubai. I don't think that's actually happening. Yeah. But it's undoubtedly it must be having an effect on her perception of herself. Damn. Right? Because she must be thinking, well hang on a minute, this dude who's got, you know, he's got the 666 and he's he's ripped and he's rich and he's got this yacht and everything. If this guy's into me, I must be worthy of a guy of that kind of caliber. So that's just going to make it that much harder for the guy who works at the local coffee shop or whatever. Bam. Yeah. That's true. Um and and you work with a lot of these guys and um and you know obviously you've seen the evolution what what would you say are some of the biggest key distinctions between running game let's say maybe 10 20 years ago versus now i think it has got harder and people talk again talk about london people have said i think there was a golden period in london uh, probably about 2007 or so mm -hmm. maybe a bit earlier 2004 whatever where it was there just a combination of things i think there was a lot of uh women from Eastern Europe there that was sort of uh, made up the sexual market there in a, or the dating marketplace there in a positive way. Um, the whole dating app thing hadn't existed yet. Yes. It didn't exist yet. It was infancy stages. Like, yeah. I remember it would be yeah. weird if you were on a dating app in like 07, 08. You know what I'm saying? How did you meet? Uh, we met at the coffee shop. Yeah. Me, well, you met on Tinder. Yeah, like match.com or whatever. Like, that was frowned upon back then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, nowadays, it's completely acceptable uh, to use online dating. As a matter of fact, I had a friend, uh, well, a girl that I'll smash, I'll be honest. And she, uh, <laughs> she was a photographer for weddings. And, uh, one thing that I asked her, that I was very intrigued by. She told me that, um, every year that she shot weddings more and the higher and higher percentage of that, those couples met through online dating apps. Yeah. Hinge was a big one. Match was a big one, a couple on Bumble, and then even some from Tinder. And she said, yeah, like, that's the biggest thing I noticed is that like online dating, 
marriages increased every year that she was in business. So, um, and nowadays we're here in 2022 almost, and it's completely socially acceptable to say I met my girlfriend or my significant other on a dating app. Whereas like back in 07, that would be completely unacceptable. Well, it's, it's kind of flipped around when you think about it, because now it's seen as, if anything's seen as, as kind of weird, it's actually approaching or, or meeting somebody in real life. You <laughs> yeah. know? Like, yeah. like ironically now, because, yeah. of, because of sort of PC culture, woke culture, whatever, whatever it is, um, it's now, particularly in places like London and Miami and, well, maybe not Miami, but you know what I mean, particularly in the UK, the States, Australia, Canada, now there's this perception that approaching somebody that you don't know is in some way suspect, which I think is a terrible shame because I think as human beings, right? I mean, if we can't be sociable, if we can't have a conversation with somebody, that's a terrible thing. But there is in some quarters that that feeling, whereas, oh, we met on Tinder, completely normal. So it's actually the whole thing's totally flipped around now. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, I would say you meet somebody maybe through an app or Instagram or even like, you know, uh, some kind of online service and then you meet them in person for that first interaction. Yeah. And it's funny because nowadays, like you said earlier, People don't really want to be approached in person. If you're if the right person, let's let's say you're like the right type or you're you're their type, then it's cool. But if you're not, it's like don't talk to me. Yeah. If you're online, the perception is okay, cool. This guy maybe have some value. I'll listen to what, what he has to say. If I like his vibe, then I'll meet him in person. Yeah. So it's, it's almost it's like you gotta almost have a cold, uh, sorry, like a, a warm approach. Whereas in like you might follow each other on Instagram and then you run into her at a party or some yeah. shit like that. It's it's very weird because. I agree with you, man, because I'm, I'm in that weird middle ground. I'm 31 years old for some of you guys. You, I'm sure you get, a lot of you guys know that. Some don't. So I'm old enough to know what it was like, you know, with before the Internet and online dating apps and everything else like that, what it was like to reg, approach a girl. And then I'm also, you know, young enough to know that, like, that is not considered uh, as acceptable now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. nowadays, it's like most people meet through online dating or Instagram or whatever it may be or social circle. Most guys meet. I always say most normal guys that don't understand, you know, this, the current sexual marketplace, date regularly, whatever, they meet girls through what? Social circle games, school, friends of friends, cousins, whatever it is, you know, work. A lot of people meet through work. So nowadays, cold approaching someone like at a mall or at a bar and then, at, well, let's say not at a bar, like, like hmm. a regular place, like a mall, yeah. uh, a coffee shop, whatever it is, it's kind of considered, oh, shit, like, whoa, this doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. Uh, hell, yeah. we brought girls on the show that complain about not getting approached in person during the day. They might get approached at night on some weird shit like, hey, what's up, baby girl? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or they'll say some weird shit like, oh, I want some feet pictures. Like, Horny nigga detected. Horny <laughs> nigga detected. <laughs> you know? But in general, you know, they're not getting approached during the day, and, and it's considered weird if you do it. So it, it's very interesting to see how it's kind of flipped on its Yeah, head. but it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you've got some women who are very vocal, and they would sort of say, oh, well, if any sort of approach in the daytime is is somehow offensive or yeah. it's, it's like an intrusion into their personal space or whatever but then equally you will get other women who say oh no i love it and yes. i wish guys did it more so yeah. it's 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 weird and that's just like nature of the culture but has to be said we're very much talking about western anglosphere culture here mm. do you know what i mean like when you go to and again russia um, perfectly transitions i was gonna yeah, ask exactly, you can you tell exactly. us about the marketplace in eastern europe versus being in the west yeah absolutely indeed um yeah absolutely i mean you <sighs> It's a complicated issue, really. You certainly have more value, I think, as a certainly as a British guy and as, or as an American guy. Especially you, if, the Chad, look at the dressed all well and everything else exactly, like that. You well, know, thanks, man. Very thanks. dapper. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah, thank you, guys. No, I tried to sort of play a little bit on the British gentleman. The, uh, you know, the, the James, James Bond. Bond. Yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that and that plays pretty well. They kind of like that, but at the same time, it's a mistake to think that you can just rock up there and you're just going to get girls who are sort of throwing themselves at you because that that's a 
that's a, an illusion as well. Right. You know, and I think that was sort of Andrew talked about that as well. Is that yeah. it's, you're not gonna if you're a loser in the West and then you go to Eastern Europe, you, you, it's, you're still gonna take an L. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And you have to bear in mind as well, if you go to say Moscow, I mean, there's <sighs> Moscow has got one of the highest concentrations of billionaires in the oh, whole world. I didn't know that. It's got more billionaires there. I, I forget the exact figure, but it's got more billionaires in Moscow than than certainly there is in London, for example. Mm. So. That place specifically, it's a very wealthy, rich place. So actually, it's almost depending on who you're interacting with, you're you're you may be meeting girls or, or women who are actually higher value th than you, depending on where you come in on that scale. Mm. So this idea of like, oh, I can just rock up there and it's going to be paradise is is not true. I mean, saying that somewhere like uh, Ukraine, for example, it probably is somewhat somewhat poorer. Um, so there is that kind of economic imbalance, but even then, and I think this is what Andrew's talked about a lot is the fact that, uh, a lot of these women actually really, they just want to meet somebody from their own culture. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to meet somebody from their own background and, and kind of do, do that rather than just meeting some random dude from, from another country. So it's, but in saying that I have to say we, when we were, when we were in Russia, when we were in Eastern Europe, we were getting far better reactions when we were interacting with women than we would do back in london mm. so it's sort of a it's the, the picture's a little bit mixed so you know what, what, I mean, but... what are some of the biggest uh because I, I would assume london is fairly similar to the united states you know yeah. as far as like you know you, you've been in one western country you, you know you've been yeah. in them all right yeah, yeah you know yeah. where feminism is strong english mm. is pretty much the main language uh what are some of the biggest distinctions that you took away between being in eastern europe right and being in let's say london for example well i think what sterling cooper was talking about when he was on here recently yeah. is is very true so a lot of the and i met i met up with sterling last night and we were talking about this a lot of the really cheesy stuff that you could never do in miami or new york or whatever you can do in ukraine and it works really well like by flowers and yeah 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 okay yeah like so, being a gentleman works i know in Eastern yeah. Europe. being a drake blasphemy <laughs> what i know great <laughs> It is, cra it is crazy. And actually, you see a lot of the guys uh, turning up to dates, waiting outside the metro, and they've got bunches of flowers waiting for these girls to turn up. Now, we can think from our perspective, we can think, oh, these dudes are chodes and blah, yeah. blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is working. It is working for them. You know, now, obviously, we, when we, we're not buying flowers and things. When we're, when we're there, we do it in a more the way that we do it here. Yeah. But it, you can certainly be a lot more what would be called simpy. Yeah. And and that's actually appreciated, which is quite nice. You can you really. can observe uh, you you can basically um use traditional male actions without yeah. getting punished for it. You know, yeah. I've always said it like in the West, right? If you're like a gentleman or a nice guy or you take that extra step where you're buying flowers, doing anything that is like textbook like romantic type shit, lover boy shit, like you'll get punished for it in the West. The woman's yeah. going to lose respect for you, she's going to think you a simp, a sucker, blah blah blah. And if you give her an inch, she's going to try to take a mile. But uh, from what Sterling was saying, because that was a great conversation, by the way, guys, that was the Avengers episode that we did with Sterling, uh, Waller, uh, Rolo and uh, Andrew Tate. I wish you were here for that one, man. Yeah, it, but, um, it was a great episode. But uh, but, you know, but, but in in, uh, in Eastern Europe, they were saying you can get away with that because the women are traditional. So they are actually going to appreciate it yeah. versus here in the West. They're going to look at you, laugh and be like, all right, how much can I take the sucker for? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you turned up on a date here. With a bunch of flowers. Oh, I, I, I mean, what, Miami. What would happen? Tell us what she would happen. Look at you up and down and be like, "This nigga for real?" Take these flowers and throw them away right after the date. She'll look at you and like finesse you. <laughs> straight up and straight up and down. Yeah, like in, in Miami, like you know, I've, I've 
I've come to realize, especially like, uh, you know, in the, in the West in general, whether it's Miami, Los Angeles, New York City, et cetera, you know, uh, the, the bigger the city, the more competitive the sexual marketplace and the more competitive the sexual marketplace, the more you have to be on your P's and Q's and not exhibit certain traits about yourself so you don't get put in a certain box. For example, yeah. if you're here in Miami, we got a lot of tricks here, right, that are out here paying chicks for box or being sugar daddies or whatever it is. And that's why we tell you guys a lot of times you might have to get on these sugar sites so that you can at least get your foot in the door yep. so she's going to even see you. Because you guys got to understand that there's some girls that just aren't going to fuck with you unless you meet a certain financial or status requirement first. And then get your foot in the door, and then you can run the game from there where you don't actually have to pay or whatever. But if you come in with the flowers or be a nice guy or whatever, you're going to be put in that that certain box of a sucker. And she's going to be like, all right, I could do this with this guy. And she's immediately going to write you off. You all day. You know, it's, it's similar yeah. to like we talk on uh, – and Troy, me and you have had some really good discussions on this as far as like using dating apps. Like if you're on Tinder or Bumble whatever, if you're a 40-year-old guy, you're better off just putting yourself as like 30 or 31 or 32. Yeah. And the reason why is because a lot of girls are not going to set their 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 um, age range to all the way to 40 because girls have this conception in their head. 40 years old, that's my dad. White hair and fat and balding and dad bod. But what they don't know is that there's a lot of attractive guys, you know, in their 40s plus, you know, Chet, you know, Troy being one of them, pause. Uh, but <laughs> the girls aren't going to necessarily know that. So you have to put yourself in a position where she can even see you to run the game. And yeah. that's why we tell you guys all the time, get in shape, get your money on point, learn game. Because what's going to happen is you're going to be in a position where you can even compete. Some girls aren't even going to give you a chance to compete, which is yeah. similar to what we're talking about with Tinder and then. Uh, you know, being in Miami, et cetera, yeah. these competitive marketplaces. Yeah. So, but they're probably, um, I, mean, I mean, one criticism of of day game, which is probably valid, is that, and me and James Tusk have talked about this on some streams recently, is that, that there is really a, a glass ceiling mm -hmm. in terms of what you can access. I mean, the whole the whole dream of day game in the in the past daytime approach was you could talk to any woman, you know, because if she happens to be walking down the street, and you could potentially have an opportunity with with that girl. And in theory, that's true. Can, can you tell the people real quick what day game is? Because we have some people here that might not understand, know yeah. what it is exactly. Well, basically, day game was the term that was used to, to was to encapsulate going and talking to women that you don't know during the daytime, or or at least any situation that isn't in a bar or a nightclub. Bam. Basically, yeah. and that's quite an important distinction because it's not like oh it's after 5 p.m so i can't do it you know mm -hmm. it's like you you could do it at 11 p.m at night but the point is you're not in that sort of venue where you pay to get in or it's a competitive kind of yeah kind you're, of you're, you're breaking that 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 um how do i say it? you're almost like going into you're breaking the rules you're, you're uh, talking to someone in a in a setting that isn't necessarily conducive to you talking to each other like in a bookstore yeah. or a coffee shop like a club uh, 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 even a pool party during the day that's conducive to being social, drinking alcohol, you know, yeah. getting out there. But like, you know, cold approach, you grow at the mall that had no idea it was coming. You know, yeah, that's that, I think that's the biggest distinction with the day game is like she don't even yeah. know you coming sometimes. Like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you're hitting on me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> because those venues like the bars, the clubs and everything, it's kind of expected. Yeah. I mean, it's not that the women necessarily like it, but it is kind of expected. Yep. It's socially normal. Whereas if you go up to a, a girl and she's standing outside the grocery store or something, that is not expected in the same way yes it, at least in this culture yes. and again you know if you look at like eastern europe we talked a lot about eastern europe but you've also got latin america where the culture is much more sort of sexual and kind of fl flirty and sort of open if you like um in some of those places culturally actually it is much more normal to do this so we are when we talk about this not being expected or acceptable that's very much in the places where we are based i guess you know
which is why, guys, really, if you can get the opportunity to travel, it's a great thing to be able to do. Yes. Yeah. For the experience, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. you were talking about the yeah. glass ceiling. Sorry, I just wanted the people to know what day game is so they can get all this sauce. I hope you guys yeah. are really enjoying the show. Like the goddamn video, please. Um, so you were talking about the glass ceiling with you and James Tusk as far as like day game. Well, I think that you, you've got to accept the reality, which is that if you rock up to a girl here and she's like, you know, one of the girls, maybe you get on the show, she's like an Instagram yeah. celebrity, whatever. Yeah. She's got, I don't know, 250,000 uh, followers on Instagram, whatever. Yeah. She's got some sort of social clout. If you're just some random dude who's walked up to her in Whole Foods, are you really going to get traction with her? I mean, you, you might, but mm -hmm. you're competing against all those other guys, aren't you? You might get her info. And here's the problem. Like, she's already been approached by high-value high dudes, like, in the street or even at a club. So, like, you talk to her, she's like, okay, what are you going to do for me? And in yeah. that angle, it's like, okay, show me your value right now. If you can't do it right there and then, or she can't see it on social media, then it's like, okay, this guy's a dub. I'll, I'll give you my info, but I won't, re I won't even respond to you. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that's that's yeah. a very important distinction that guys need to know because we get a lot of criticism like, oh, you guys are sugar daddies, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, dude, you got to understand that there's certain women that aren't even going to talk to you or acknowledge you or give you a romantic shot unless you reach a certain status and or uh, threshold for them. Yeah. So when you're on a sugar site, because I've done this before, you'll I'll, meet, I'll match with her on Tinder and Bumble and hint sometimes, she won't respond. She'll see me on that site. We talk, and then we actually leads to a date. But nothing changed. Same profile, same pictures, whatever it is. But since there's a higher perceived sense of status, she's like, you know what? I'll go out with this guy and I'll talk to him. And there's some girls, guys, I hate to say it, but especially when you're in a competitive sexual marketplace like Miami, a London, a New York City, an L.A., etc., certain girls of certain calibers are just not going to deal with you unless they see or perceive yeah. you to be of a certain status yourself, and they're not even going to give you a chance. So that's why we tell you guys have a bunch of different rods in the fire so that you can use whatever you need to to leverage to be able to get that date and see that girl face to face because some girls are simply not going to give you a shot which is we tell you guys why you want to leverage sugar sites because it gives you an inherent advantage over all the other guys that aren't using it because she's going to be like oh that's just a guy i met on tinder and unfortunately for men i need you guys to understand this as well girls take a lot of stake in how they meet you so if they meet you on tinder Right. Versus at a bookstore where it looks like it's an organic yeah. meeting. Right. Yeah. Which is why day game can be so powerful because it's going to be a more powerful and uh, uh, memorable meeting. If you know how to do it right. So we're going to break it down with yeah. Trey here in a second for you guys. It can go the length. But you meet a girl on Tinder, even if your profile set up, whatever it is, there's still that negative connotation. I met him on Tinder. I don't care. She's not going to respect that interaction as much, at least on a sugar site. She knows that you probably have some money or status. She might take you a little bit more serious or a cold approach or whatever, but it depends on the girl, guys. That's why we tell you you need to use different uh, sourcing methods because every girl is attracted to different things when you source. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing as well is building value, right? Because I think one of the problems with the earlier generation of people who, who wrote about game or whatever, talked about game, is that there was almost this idea that if you just know the right things to say, if you just know the right techniques and things like that, mm -hmm. then you'll be able to, it's it's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. And that's not really true. We've got to accept reality, right? Haven't we? The real world value counts, which is why the, yeah. which is why the Rich Cooper message, you know, and, and John MLD, but, yep. you know, Chase Excellence, Money Muscles Game yep. uh, and Frame Now, all of that stuff is so bang on because you need to be bringing something else to the table. Yeah. You can't just rock up. I mean, sometimes we get clients naming no names, obviously, but sometimes, you know, you'll get a guy who turns up and he, you know, he, he had, he's not dating anybody. He's finding it really hard. And he wants to to learn. He wants to learn about interactions. And he rocks up and he's wearing like an old pair of jeans and a baggy shirt. And he just looks like, <laughs> and it's kind of like, well, well, what do you expect? Really? Yeah. This isn't magic. This isn't like, oh, I'll just give you three magic things to say. And you're just yeah. going to be suddenly, you know, meeting Victoria's Secret models. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
I would say it's also nowadays about perception because a lot of guys are like, oh, I don't have the yacht, I don't have the clothes, or I don't have like the, the chain, all that stuff to, to flex. And yeah, that may bring them in. But also think about this. When you bring them in, how are they going to stay? How, how are you going to keep them there? Yeah. It's the confidence. It's how you... Well, girls send a short time. The vibe must be there. What is the vibe? It means that, okay, when you talk to her, are you congruent? Are you a weirdo? Are you cool? That plays a big part in, into it. So having a magic line doesn't work. It's, okay, who are you as a guy? Are you yeah. confident in your money, your finances, how you look? Once that confidence is there, you're going to put you a way different a guy that just has a bunch of stuff on his side, but it's not very con concurrent to who he, who he really is. So that's yeah. very important. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And that's why, and I, I don't mean to go into a blatant plug here, but that's why no, 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 That's why my course, Dating Conversation Success, because I think conversation, mm -hmm. and by that, I mean the whole way that you come across when you speak yeah. in a social situation is so important. Because the other thing to bear in mind is that it, even if you've got the value, you're not necessarily leading with that value. Yeah. Yes. Like you're not necessarily going to rock yes. up and be like, hey, girl, you know, look at my watch or I've got this car and, and all of that. Because you're then you're going to look try hard. So it's, it, it, it's, it, it's like you. So how do you then imply value? And I've got a story, actually, when I was met up with Tristan Tate um, a little while back and we were in London in a um, in a cigar lounge mm -hmm. that he likes to go to. And I saw him chatting to the waitress they're very attractive polish lady and um and he ends up getting her getting her number at the end of it and i believe they stayed in touch and you know i'm not sure when they met up but it, you know like it went from there mm -hmm. now he didn't at any point he didn't say oh by the way did you know i'm tristan tate yes. have a look at the, you know get his phone out like oh have a look have a look at this <laughs> have a look at these followers so, you know so so but so how did he how did he get the phone number well obviously it's a combination of things he looks very good of course you know he's he's in great shape he's well dressed he's a he's a good looking guy but also the, just the manner in which he presents himself right yeah. you know he's got that charisma he's got that magnetism that was all the girl had to go on she could have surmised okay this guy looks pretty like he's kind of affluent. They, they could have been a little bit of that in there. But for the most part, it's just the way that you're presenting yourself. Now, if he'd have been done the same thing, but he'd have come across in a really like dorky way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it just wouldn't have. It wouldn't work. Yeah. So so I suppose that there's two things here, really, because obviously then you, you could then argue, well, OK, but if he didn't have the value to, to, to back it up, would he be able to keep that girl? And that is a fair point. And that's that's a sort of a secondary issue. But in terms of actually the first meeting and like attracting a woman it really is the manner in which you present yourself i think that's really important i think guys need to know that um because we've had on the podcast before when i challenge girls views or whatever they don't necessarily get mad at what i say it's how, how, how you, you said it, it. you, you know it. what i'm saying that's what they complain about all the time it's how you said it i didn't yeah. like your tone and i think guys need to understand that women take a lot of stake in how the conversation makes them feel not what's necessarily said during the conversation and um and troy you you do a fantastic job of like uh, you know, helping guys with their tonality, body language, being able to read the room, being able yeah. to simultaneously build attraction while also building comfort. Because if you look at it, building attraction while building comfort, a lot of the times have opposing uh, yeah. things that you have to do. You know, yeah. building comfort a lot of the times kills arousal to a degree. But at the same time, you need to be able to keep that arousal to a certain level where she doesn't feel like you're going to kill her. So, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're on yeah. some weird, weird guy vibe. Uh, because you don't want to be too dangerous, you know. You don't want to be too too James Bond, where she's like, "Man, this guy might kill me or something." But you still want to be able to ignite that that uh, that arousal while still making her feel safe, which is a very delicate dance. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned uh, about conversations, everything else like that uh, in your course. Which guys, by the way, the link is below if you guys want to check it out. Troy's one of the best when it comes to this. Can you tell the people about how important it is uh, to speak a certain way or convey things in a certain way 
and body language, et cetera, all these different things? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think storytelling is really important. So yeah. being able to command the attention of the crowd is is really important. And when I say storytelling, people think, oh, God, you know, it's got to be like this novel. It's got to be like Lord of the Rings or something, <laughs> you know, and it's not like that. A story can last for literally a few seconds. But it's are you able to in the environment, wherever that is, even if it's the night, I mean, nightclubs are difficult because you've got loud music, but even then, if you take, you've gone to a quieter area, you know, by the bar or something or in the bar or wherever it is, are you able to command attention in that space? And again, when you look at guys like the Tates, they're able to do that very clearly. Very you charismatic. Know, very charismatic. Are you able to do that? To what degree are you able to do that? The greater degree that you have to be able to do that the more attractive she's going to see you because how does she how does she perceive the social hierarchy in the bar if you're not saying to her well look at my watch or look at the car then she's got to go on other factors right and the way that you interact and the way that actually other people react to you as well mm -hmm. is really really important so um so all of that stuff's got to be congruent together so like your body language has to be congruent to that as well you know obviously you want to have that sort of somewhat commanding body language you want to look like you're um not a, a threat would be the wrong word but you want to look like you've you know you've got your shit together basically um and tonality as well i th i think most of us we could all probably speak a bit more slowly you know more depth to the voice all of those things really really important but i would say one of the key things actually is eye contact mm -hmm. yep i mean <laughs> eye contact is eye contact is so important and eye contact does a lot of the work for you i found because you can be in a situation where Maybe quite a high pressure social situation. Maybe it's a girl who she's working and you're not going to be sort of chatting her up, if you like, in a really brash way. So you're talking about something quite boring, but the <laughs> eye contact is doing a lot of the work for you. And if you've got that eye contact, that really, really can can make a difference because she knows what's up. Okay. You know? Yeah. No, she knows of course. what's up. Yo, you know, it's funny, Troy. Uh, so I've gone on like dates almost every day of the week, right? And it's funny because like I won't talk that much. I'll have her do most of the talking. But I'm engaging, looking at her eyes all the time, and I'm deeply, actively listening to what she's saying. Yeah. And I'm, it's a full eye contact. Yeah. So I won't do a lot of talking, but the eye contact is there. And she's like, okay, he's actually interested in me or what I'm saying. Yeah. Even though sometimes I'm not. Having eye contact is there. It's very, it's very important. That's yeah. huge. It really is. And on, on, like you say, on the dates as well. Because mm -hmm. what is good on a date is if you can create almost what they used to call the bubble effect. So you're sitting opposite her and it's like you're really you're almost drawing her in. And it's like it's only you two in the whole in the whole place. Mm -hmm. Now, guys, fantastic was, analogy. Yeah, thank you. Taking her soul. <laughs> <Shang Tsung. laughs> well, you, you, you yeah, you kind of are in a temporary way. Now, guys could then say, well, that's simply because blah, blah, blah. But but in that moment, it doesn't mean that you're not going to go home and take someone else, you know, two hours later. But in that moment, you've got to almost make her feel like she's the only you know, she's the only girl in the world to quote Rihanna. And you, you know, you, you guys are in this bubble yeah. together. And that is re really, really powerful, powerful stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll read some of these chats real fast. Uh, guys, you guys are getting a lot of sauce, man. I like the goddamn video. Um, okay. We got five books from D stone. What happened to RSD exactly? By the way, we'd love to see RSD max on the panel. Oh uh, yeah. We'll make it happen one day. Um, you uh, had Owen though, didn't you? Yeah. We had Owen. He yeah. was here with uh, Rolo. I mean, guys, they're moving more towards like self-improvement. You know what I'm saying? They changed the name. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, shout out to them. Owen will we'll be back though. Yeah, he uh, will so, be back. Uh, him and Julian are actually going to be here, I think, next month. For, I think for a convention? Yeah, for a convention. Yeah. So we'll see if we can work out for you guys. Orb Games, I meant what tier, tier Patreon do I need to get to to talk to you guys about real estate? So we have the Zoom calls at the 200 call. tier, guys. We do one one a month. Uh, so that's where we do, um, you know, that uh, 
that Zoom call where we talk about everything. It's last Zoom call we did. We actually did it to celebrate hitting 2,000 patrons. Yeah. Uh, we went for like four and a half hours and we answered a bunch of questions uh, on everything that has to do with you know credit, and, real estate, yeah, investing, how to move out of your mom's your mom's place, all that stuff, guys. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of guys, because I get this question all the time, Troy, and I'm really mm -hmm. happy that you're here to talk about this. Um, and guys, like the video, by the way, because you guys ask me this question all the time, so I got you guys. On dates, yeah. guys have a lot of issues with coming up with topics to talk about, yeah. ge ge uh, generating conversation, maintaining a conversation, etc. Can you tell guys what they should be uh, looking to do, how to maintain a conversation, hold that attraction during a conversa conversation? Because a lot of guys end up running out of things to talk about. Attraction fizzles out a bit. Uh, yeah. They're not able to maintain that interest. Yeah, I, I've had this question a bit recently as well, actually. And it always puzzles me a little bit because I kind of think, I mean, the whole purpose of the day is kind of to get to know her a bit better, right? Yeah. And that maybe that sounds cheesy. It sounds like a men's GQ kind of dating advice thing. But but really, you know, you've met her. Maybe you met her in the bookstore or you met her in the club or you met her on the dating app, whatever. Now you're sitting down in front of her. You want to just get to know her a bit more. You want to mm -hmm. find out what makes her tick. Now, what I find really interesting is okay, this is what you're presenting on the surface, but what's underneath? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of girls and a lot of people in general will put on like a very respectable kind of image of course. on the surface, oh, of course. you know, but what, what's underneath? And you're trying to find out, okay, so what's so a little bit about her naughty side, her mischievous side and all mm -hmm. that. And obviously with that, then you're bringing in a degree of like sexuality into, into it. And I think that's really important because what you don't want to do is sit there and go through your go through your, your LinkedIn profile. Do you know what I mean? And I feel Stupid. like <laughs> yeah. And I feel like a lot of people do that. You know, if you look at if you think of a like a normie date, you know, they're going to sit down and she's going to go right. So where do you see yourself in five years' time? And he goes, well, I've just been made partner in the law office, and I've got a really good four hundred one k, and you know, and stupid, and, and she it, don't care, and, and and it's and that is really boring and really dry. Mm. So you don't want to you don't want to do that. So I I actually quite like on first dates. I for a start, I'm quite not evasive, but I'm pretty vague about telling her too much about myself. Because the other thing is as right. well. Um, mystery. Yeah, you want to maintain the mystery for for as long as you can. Because if you're an open book and you give too much away, she's kind of going to get bored, right? Mm -hmm. You know? So I try to be... I don't I don't lie. I don't make things up. Um, but I also don't... I keep things very vague so that she leaves me wondering about, about me and, and kind of what I do. And obviously, now that I'm traveling more and all this kind of thing. It, it the, the the mystery deepens in a way naturally because they're like, well, what the you know, like I've got girls that I message, you know, I message in like Ukraine or something. She's like, well, what the hell? What you're in Miami? What the hell are you doing? You know, and like <laughs> you, you know, they just they just don't get it. So obviously that adds a degree of mystery. But even if you're not doing that, it's a bit like you don't want to give the whole the whole party away of up front. So that's that I think is very important. And and then so then focusing more on her, like getting her to open up, My finding out about her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Literally, like I'm a real Jew. All my interactions have been focusing on, okay, tell me about yourself. What are you into? You know, yeah. what are your passions? What are your per what are your like uh goals in life for yourself? It's kind of like, okay, you know what? I'm taking charge because I'm asking questions about her. She's, girls love to, uh, once once again, guys, right? Girls love to talk, talk about themselves all the time. Facts, like, yeah. Hundred percent. They'll talk about themselves for days, hours, right? So give them the opportunity. But this time you can learn about her indefinitely. And as well, once you learn about her, you know what 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 makes her tick. Once you know what makes her tick, then you can actually play towards those things. And then from there, you take us all. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I think that's again, it it kind of fits in with the whole bubble effect thing because yeah. it's like you're 
you're looking into her eyes. You're having this very sort of close, deep conversation with her. And you're also really focusing on her. And that's going to, like you said, because obviously she loves to talk about herself. So that's great. But what you're also doing, she comes away from the date and she thinks, oh, well, we had a really great conversation. But what's also happened is she hasn't actually found out that much about you. Nothing yeah. about you. So you, <laughs> so you <have> also, <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> which is probably probably not a bad thing for for, for some of us so yeah. um woman's imagination is your best weapon yeah yep. yeah well then you then you get that of course then it's a very specific niche issue but then you get the issue of if you're somebody who's online and you're talking about you know like dating coach then it's a bit like well, what do you tell them then you yeah, know? yeah, well, yeah. What, do you, what do you do well actually you know i was on fresh and fit last night yeah how dare you yeah, yeah, yeah. um so so a lot of some. What are some questions that you would tell you tell guys they should ask on dates to try to kind of keep that conversation flowing so they don't hit a dead end? Um, I think things about open questions are always good. Bam. So what do you like about London? You know, what was it about? What was it about Barbados that you wanted to come here? Barbados. <laughs> exactly. 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 You know, uh, what's not to like, really? Wait, what, but you know, those open questions. So you want to get her to. To, to open out and come out with things. Now, now sometimes you're going to be on a date and it is going to be hard work for whatever reason. Like maybe she's making it more difficult for you for some reason, or maybe she's not very socially in, uh, adept herself because that also happens, right? Because we all assume, we, we kind of assume, oh, girls, they've just got it all figured out. They're socially great and we're really nervous and we don't know what to say. But actually, there are women who also, they're, you know, they're shy, they're, they're not socially that great or whatever, right? Mm. So sometimes you've got to just try a few different things you know sometimes you do just have to throw a few different things in there so i mean you know i i would try to stay away from talking about work too much yeah and her job and things like that because that's boring it's not very sexy you know most girls work like boring ass jobs anyway. yeah yep. but things like um travel obviously is a good one yeah because like most people like travel and... you know you know what i do i'll hmm. be like so this has been on my, my mind for a little bit if you had unlimited access to money and time, where would you where would you travel to, and why? Yeah. I just put that out there, and it'll tell me a whole. Oh yeah, well I also want to go to uh, Tulum and da da da. I'm like, oh shit, for real? Tell me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. But again, because you're finding out, you're finding out more about what makes her tick. And mm -hmm. I mean, I think I don't know about you guys. I think sometimes I meet guys. We've had a few questions recently with guys saying things like, look, how I've got, I've got to go on these dates, but I actually find women really boring, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and, I, and there's, there I is, I he ain't lying. There, no, that's facts, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's okay, lying. <laughs> and there is, there's some truth in that, but I think, I think that you've, you've got to, at least for the time that you're on the date, you've got to just make the effort to think, right, this is a human being. She's, yeah. she's also an attractive human being I want to go to bed with. So I've kind of got a vested interest here. I just think, look, you know, like there's, there's got to be something about her. Like, what is it that makes her tick? What is it that's cool about her, individual about her? And I mean, as the other thing as well is that there is this idea that, guys, we're just completely physical. It's just we're, we're only interested in looks. And that is 99.99% true. Um, <laughs> but, but I have to say that the girls that I have, dated for a long time and i've got most close to and they've had the most deep effect on me it, it has been to do with their personality because they've been different or we've just gelled in a certain way that chemistry whatever right so i'm kind of looking for that i'm kind of screening for that a bit and to be honest if it's not there then maybe you just don't see her again you know? and, and, I think, um, and i that and also I, I need guys to understand also you know from like uh just an understanding perspective because i think a big reason why so many guys are frustrated with women is that they don't understand them to a degree but if you understand women you can't really get mad or disappointed. And the reality is this, guys. If you lived in a world 
where you got anything you wanted from the opposite gender and you never really had to self-develop, go to the gym, learn anything or become a better person, would you actually have an incentive to self-improve? Nope. The answer is probably going to be no. And that's the reality that a lot of beautiful women have, guys, that they're young and attractive and they get the world thrown at them for nothing more than the fact that they have some tits, ass and a nice face. And that's fine. That's the way the world is. That's the way it's always been. Women have been able to be afforded opportunities for not necessarily, uh, you know, self-improving. And it is what it is. And you can't really get mad at like girls when you go on a date because I get a lot of complaints like, oh, well, these girls are boring or it's tough to continue a conversation or she's a dud or she's a brain dead or whatever. And I just need you guys to understand that there's this isn't always the case. But what I've seen is there tends to be a high correlation between a woman's beauty and her lack of life experience. And the reason why is because. They don't have to self-develop, guys. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to be the one to carry the conversation. You're going to have to be the one to lead. And that's why I tell you guys all the time. If you go on a date with a girl and the date sucks, she's never going to look at it and be like, damn, you know what, man? I was really boring or I was just being an annoying bitch or, you know what? I didn't really contribute to this conversation that much. She's going to be like, it's your fucking fault. You're boring. You're lame, et cetera, even though she didn't contribute anything. So once guys understand that the onus of the date being fun is always on you, regardless of how shitty of a person she is, it's going to put you in a situation where like, all right, the burning performance is on me. Now, you're not going to sit there and be a dancing monkey like, oh, yeah, let me entertain you, blah, blah, blah. You don't do that shit. But understand that you need to control the frame of the date, the conversation, et cetera. And you need, that's why I love these open-ended questions you were talking about because it gives people, well, girls a lot of the time, especially younger, attractive girls that might not necessarily have life experience or dealt with adversity. They don't really have the well of knowledge to dig into and give you good stories. It allows them to kind of go ahead and – um have a generated conversation, and then it gives you the ability to pick out points from what she says in that open-ended answer that she gives yeah. you, and continue the conversation. I mean, the other thing you've got to you've got to practice a bit in yes. some in some way. And yeah. I mean, it's it's it, guys used to take improv classes and stuff like that. Now, I don't know if I really recommend that because I actually have done some improv classes, and it was quite fun, but it didn't really help with my dating at all. I mean, what helped with my dating was just talking to a ton of ton of different women. Exactly. To, to be honest, but I bet you. We're in quite a privileged position because we do live streams and things like this. But I bet you, you guys don't run out of things to sell dates, right? No. Uh, or maybe maybe he see, does. See, because like for me, I don't want to talk a lot, bro. Like my thing is, okay, just at your, your point as well. Yeah. When I go on a date, bro, I'm going in my environment where I have fun. So for example, I like tacos, tacoology. I go all the time. I've taken multiple girls there on different days, but it's because I enjoy that that, that place. Yeah. And the owner knows me. People know me there. So like when I come in, so, social proof off, off the wazoo, and then I can sit there. Eat what, eat what 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 I like to eat, and then answer questions. So yeah. for me, in that environment, I thrive. But regarding one of things to talk about, honestly speaking, I'm not that invested to to give her information about me. So yeah. I never I never do. Yeah. But about her, yeah, I want to know about you. So to me, that's what make it work. But probably, I would imagine um, mm-hmm. that if you were on a date with a girl mm-hmm. and you were obviously you're you know you're you're throwing some some things out there she's not really coming back with much it seems to me you probably wouldn't care that much because you'd just be like well she's she's a dud so on to the next one (laughs) and that it seems i mean maybe i'm wrong but but that then is is that's about value isn't it because you value because you know that your value is such that it's like well this girl actually isn't up to my level so maybe that's another way that guys need to think about this Mm. instead of like oh well how do i impress her what how do i you know think of all these crazy things to say actually it's a bit like well Maybe she's just not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, which is and, it's harder for us because if she's really if she's really hot, obviously we've got that vested interest. We're like, oh no, we've got to make something happen. Just but, smash. Yeah. 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 It is difficult for, for guys. I yeah. Think, because, I mean, sometimes, yeah. yeah, it depends on the girl and everything. And I think that's why it's so important where you need to be in a position where you can actively listen, but at the same time be able to generate a conversation as well. Which, you know, a lot of times I find myself having to 
you know, kind of get the conversation going and then like add to it. But yeah, I always like, especially at the first location, because, you know, me and you've talked about this, yeah. right? Like I like to do an interview style on the first location, then the second location, then I let her talk a little bit more. But the, or, well, the first location, she does most of the talking because I just ask questions and I'll open up a little bit more a as I continue on a date, kind of as like a reward. It's like a cl steady climb, like good behavior. You're showing me good compliance, whatever. I'll reveal a little bit more about myself. Okay, I'll reveal yeah. a little bit more. And it makes it more fun because she's trying to learn more about me but it's only at the helm of her giving me a uh, behavior that I like to see. And it's like almost rewarding the good, yeah. but punishing the bad, so to speak a bit. Yeah. I, th I think it's important for guys, even before you go on a date, maybe do a FaceTime call beforehand. Yes. Get to talk because what happens is you'll meet a chick online, just text a little bit and then get on a date. But you don't really know her interest level about you. Yeah. But if you FaceTime her and talking one-on-one -on -one for like five, 10 minutes, you can say, okay, cool. She's liking me. She's feeling the vibe. She's looking her hair. All right. Bet. When it comes, whenever she comes on a date, now I can see, okay, cool. She's feeling me from before. So I can, I can go in with a confident, oh, look, so you know what? She's into me. FaceTime yeah. calls definitely help as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll read some of these chats real quick and then we'll get into it. Because uh, um, definitely want to talk about uh, day game and cold approaching and how you do it. And we maybe yeah. we can give the guys a quick little step-by-step -step on how to do it. Because I know this has a lot of guys terrified. I tell dudes all the time, you can't be afraid of approaching girls. You just got to do it, guys. Yeah. Um, Cal L. Uh, thirteen ninety nine. Thank you so much, all the way from Canada. Forgot to say, congrats on the five hundred K. Keep it up. This is why you are the number one podcast in the world. Thank you, Mamba Mentality Gains, Prince of Barbados, and producer MVP Chris. Hashtag we the best. Thank Facts. you, bro. Thanks. And then Stepping we got for uh, life. rough day one, five bucks. Thank you so much. We got six two four seven, uh, seventy bucks Canadian. Thank you so Thank much, you, bro. bro. Uh, super sticker. And then we got Elijah Tickborn all the way from Australia. Good morning, lads. I'm late, but shout out to Tristan Tate for co-signing Troy on JA uh, Lifestyle. Okay. Uh, says a lot coming from Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man. I mean, Tristan Tate is is really cool. Yep. Um, so, um, what else do we have here? Uh, game, okay. The so, game, night game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, how would you? I, I guess we could de delineate the two between night game and day game. And you know, you you do yeah. a lot of cold approach. So, um, can you break it down as like how would you do? And uh, or if you want some, we can pull up a video if you want. If you have something you want us to pull up. But how would you go about um, doing uh, an approach? I know you, you, we talked about the London day game model, Yeah, you know, yeah. that, uh, you know, Tom Terrell is famous for, for talking about, you know, and I, I know he's getting a little bit of hate right now, but I still think he's a fantastic uh, <clears throat> teacher of it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, can you break it down a little bit for the people? Yeah. So the London day game model is the sort of the fundamental structure of what we do now. I mean, I'm not a stickler for any model really, to yeah. be honest, you know, and, and there are some, there are the people that develop that. Tom Torero is one of them. There's, there's other people who, who, who developed that. And that was, that, that wasn't me and it wasn't James Tusk, you know, it came before. Um, but the fundamental sort of pillars of it really are really sound. So you, you go in, you, you approach, uh, usually Listen up, guys, get your note yeah. notepad and paper, please. Pen. Usually, usually. So this is like a daytime scenario. Typically you'll approach your, usually make a compliment okay so you go up and say hey i just saw you You look really nice i had to come over and say hello very simple you know nothing you're not like oh my god you're so beautiful girl kind of thing but just very low kick um then you want to can you tell them why it's so important to give a compliment in the beginning when you make that first approach and low key and low key at the same because, time okay so you want to make it clear that you are hitting on it bam basically because showing intent exactly you want to show intent now you there's all these arguments online about this stuff. You don't have to make a compliment. You can do it a different way, but you've got to somehow, you've got to show I'm coming to you because I find you attractive. It's got to be that man to woman thing. Damn. Cause otherwise yeah. if she just thinks, Oh, this dude's just being friendly or, or whatever. Yes. So, so many guys go indirect and fail cause they're trying to generate a conversation, but she doesn't know 
yeah. you know what and i remember tom Terrell famously would say you're hiding your dick you're yeah, exactly. you, you know yeah. and, and you and the, the reason why going up with the compliment is you're letting her know off rip hey i'm attracted to you and this is going to be a non-platonic conversation that i'm going to generate because i think a lot yeah. of guys go indirect to avoid getting rejected or to hide their their um their intentions but that can like fuck you up even yeah. on a date term. you gotta make your intentions clear on a date as well yeah, yeah. that's how so many guys end yeah. up in, friend in the zone. friend zone but that's why guys it's so important to kind of you it doesn't have to necessarily be a compliment just like uh you know trey was saying but it's got to be something that reveals that this is not going to be platonic but sorry go ahead. yeah exactly uh and then you want to follow it up with making some observations about her so you might say so the classic things are like, oh, you look like you're Spanish. You look like you're Italian. You can make an observation about her. The classic ones are nationality, uh, job, uh, which I know we just said don't talk about jobs. But in this instance, you know, you might say, oh, you, you look like a, you look like a busy lawyer. You look like a, a pastry chef. <laughs> you know what I mean? You look like Make you, for me. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you, whatever. Make some observation about that, or yeah. you might make an observation about what she's doing at the moment. So, oh, you look, you look like you, you, you're in a massive hurry. It's, you look like you just robbed a bank or something like that. Yeah. You make some kind of observation about her. And then hopefully what's going to happen is she's going to either confirm or give you some more information about, about one of those things. So if you said to her, oh, you know, you look, uh, you look, you look, Ita I was in, on holiday in Italy uh, in the summer and you look really like the Italian girls I saw there. Um, then she might say, yes, I am. Or she might say, actually, no, I'm Spanish. I'm from... Am I your Puerto Rican? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga. <laughs> she might say that. And then, so then, if she says that, so then, right, so you, then she's given you the topic Puerto Rico, right? So then, ideally, what you want to do is you want to riff a little bit about Puerto Rico, or you want to tell maybe a story, mm. or you want to, and, and you want to talk for a little bit. Like, it doesn't have to be for hours, but you want to kind of, because the mistake guys make is they go in, they do the opener and then they think, oh, right. They, they almost rock up and they're like, oh, you, you look really cute. And they're like expecting her to come up with something. Exactly. <laughs> and you've got to carry that conversation for a little bit at least. So you might then take it. If you've been to Puerto Rico, you might then tell a little story about something that happened. There's like, oh, we're in this crazy bar and everyone was dancing and drinking and it was mental. And, you know, and, 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 and then all of these girls came in, these, these Puerto Rican girls, and they were all, they were all staring at me. And I thought, Jesus, they're trying to mentally undress me. You know, these guys, <laughs> these guys, are, you guys are crazy. And she's been like, ha ha yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, so you want to sort of, it used to be called verbal bamboozling. You know, you yeah. want to almost, or vibing, I think is what yeah, yeah. Tom so, Trow used to call yeah, it. Yeah. So this is the vibing part. So you're vibing for a period of time. And then, and then hopefully what's going to happen is at some point she's going to, she's going to hook. And usually the way that you tell gotcha, bitch. <laughs> usually the way that you you tell that is that she maybe she asks you a question bam so that's the classic way so then she's yeah. like okay so how long are, how long have you lived in london for how long have you been in miami for what brings you here something like that and when that happens it's not that she's fallen madly in love with you or whatever but it does indicate that she's kind of she's kind of cool with the conversation because if she wasn't, she just excuse herself and go right. Yeah. So or sometimes it's less, it's more subtle. Maybe she just gives you a look or she's a little smile or something like that. You get that sense that, okay, she's kind of happy with this now. She, yeah. She's enjoying the interaction. Mm -hmm. And at that point, then you can loosen up a bit and yeah. you can, you, then you can go a little bit more into the more normal conversation, but you still want to do some open questions or make statements. You know, you look like the kind of girl who likes to travel or, what, you know, why was it that you left Sweden? What, what is it that brings you to London or mm -hmm. whatever? Um, and then you do a little bit of chit chat because the other then the and this is where the comfort side of things comes in, because Stupid. you do a little bit of more normal chit chat mm -hmm. 
because you also want to look like you're just you're a regular guy. Yes. You know, and you don't want to look like you are a sort, of, a sort of pickup monkey or, <sighs> or, or, or or something like this. You know, you want to look like actually, no, this is a, he's he's got some chat, but he's a decent guy fundamentally so you do a little bit of the more normal stuff and then really you just say listen this was this was great uh we should exchange details and you know let's let's meet for coffee or something or you know um why don't we this has been really nice why don't we exchange numbers i'll give you a shout in the week maybe we can meet for drinks yeah or so sometimes you, guys take it right there and just do an instant date right there hey yes. what are you doing right now i'm actually yeah. on my way to do such and such come with me Jamba or, juice. you know so yeah me. yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah uh, and and that right there guys is the london day game model so I'll, I'll give you guys an example that i would use right so i would go in and i'd say hey you're almost as cute as me haha <laughs> right something yeah. like that because it's kind of an indirect thing but i'm i'm, I'm and i'm saying it with a smirk on my face how i yeah. deliver is extremely important you know strong body language etc and i also always like if it's day game you got to almost approach her head on because uh you don't want her to walk by you She's going to think, like, is this guy crazy, whatever. Night game, you can be a little bit more, you know, slanted off to the side. I would never stand in front of her in night game. But during the day, you might have to do it because you almost have to break the pattern, the monotonous pattern that she's in. She might be walking somewhere, going about her daily activities. Bang, stop her. Hey, uh, you know, I just had to stop you. You're almost as cute as me. What's your name? Ha, 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 right? Funny little joke. Uh, and I have a smirk on my face so she knows I'm not some weirdo, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm also giving her a good amount of personal space. And she'll be like, oh, such and such, my name is whatever. Oh, you look like, and then you mentioned the nationality thing. I'll purposely say something that's ridiculous. So it's obvious that I, maybe I saw like this. She has a, a Colombian keychain on her thing. I'll say, you look like you're from Mexico, Monterrey. Mm. And I know mm. she's going to look at me like, nope. And she's going to correct me. Yeah, right. Yeah. And she's going to say, which is exactly what you want, because you're going to go, gotcha, bitch. Because then <laughs> she's going to, uh, she's automatically investing into the conversation without even knowing it because she's, uh, correcting you oh no i'm actually from such and such part of columbia oh really i've been there before and then bang you can tell a story just like troy mentioned when you guys tell the story you want the story to do certain things maybe it conveys you as a leader of men maybe yeah. it conveys you as a protector of others and mystery used to talk about this where you would have stories you used to tell can stories but these stories would put you in a position that shows you in a certain light without you necessarily trying hard right uh, maybe, yeah, I was in Columbia and me and my friend were, you know, we got in a taxi and a dude tried to rob us. He pulled out a machete and I was like, oh shit. So I like ended up giving, you know, I had two phones on me. Uh, one was my, you know, my piece of shit for Colombian phone. My other one was my American phone, but they didn't know it. So I just gave that phone away so that we can get out of it and we didn't get attacked. And it was hilarious. And then I, you know, I ran into the, the bar a couple of days later and I saw that crazy taxi driver that tried to rob us and I bought him a drink. You know what I'm saying? Hi. And we became friends after. Boom. What did you do there? You displayed that uh, you're a cool guy. Right. You're a protector of loved ones because you saved your friend from getting hacked by a machete by giving away your phone. And then it shows that you're, you know, a sociable person because you ran into him at the bar and you bought him a drink and then you gave your phone back. Whatever the hell. Right. It's a funny story. Right. And it's memorable. Yeah. And then, bang, you've built a bunch. You've hit a bunch of attraction triggers from telling that story. I just came up with that off the top of my head. Right. Mm -hmm. And then and then from there, just like Troy was saying, uh, she'll she'll ask you about you. Well, where are you from? You seem yeah. like an interesting fellow. Oh, well, I'm from such and such. And then that's where you talk a little bit. That's where the small talk comes in. You're building comfort, tell, showing her that you're not like, you know, one of these types of guys. Uh oh, retard alert. You know, you got a little bit of social calibration. You've been around, et cetera. And then, bam, you can, you know, transition over to either, hey, this was really cool. I'm actually on my way to get a coffee. You want to come with me? Or, you uh, you know, or I'm walking this way. Which way are you walking? I'm walking this way. And then you can t continue the interaction a little bit longer and then part ways. Or you could just do, you know, close right there with a phone number or an Instagram. If you got a good Instagram, this is where you get the number and Instagram, two forms of contact. Um, and then just go from there, guys. And that's kind of how you would 
yeah. you would run it. But that's how I would uh, that's how I would do like one of my interactions if I yeah. was to meet a girl. Yeah, definitely. And then you just rinse and repeat, really, because if you are like James Tusk always says, if you're not doing 20 approaches a week, then you're not really in the game. And I think there's something to be said. For that's that. excellent. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that. And and it sounds a lot, but actually, it's really, not. it breaks down. It's two or three approaches a day, something like that, you know. And it could be any time. You could be sitting and doing some work in the coffee shop. And I mean, that's a classic way to do it. You know, sitting in the coffee shop. Starbucks. Starbucks, whatever. You go, to the, you go to the dry cleaners. What, you know, whatever. You know, and you see somebody and then you just go and you make that approach. Very low key. It doesn't need to be this big flashy thing. It also doesn't need to go on for that long. And this was another thing Paul Janke used to talk about. You know, his approaches were very brief, really. It was just a couple of minutes. Yeah. And then he'd be like, oh, we should exchange numbers. We'll meet for drinks. And then bang, he's gone. Yeah. And that actually then leaves that mystery there as well. Yep. And so, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. so yeah, and then if you're if you're rinsing and repeating and you're just doing that as part of your lifestyle, it's not you don't have to go out for some yeah. long session on the Saturday, right? We're going out for five hours. Go to the mall, just talk to girls like no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Make it a part of your day, guys. I think that's another thing too that yeah. day game has a negative connotation. Yes. Is that um people think, oh well, I gotta go out and do a session, go out for four or five hours. I mean, here's the thing. If you're just starting out and you're trying to learn this, whatever, you might have to do that to get those reps in and figure it out. But once you get to a proficient level where you kind of have a routine that you kind of use all the time, like I kind of do now at this point, you just use it in your day, uh, daily life and make approaches every now and then. And I also want to say this because that was a really good point about James Tuss saying you need 20 approaches a week. Most of the time when I meet a guy and he has issues with getting girls and he hasn't gotten laid in a while or he hasn't been on a yeah. date or a while, nine out of ten times, the reason why is because he hasn't talked to a girl in weeks. Yes. And it's like, guys – the girls aren't going to come up to you. They're not going to talk to you. Like, unless you're like a celebrity or like a rapper or some shit, girls are rarely going to approach and yep. or talk to you. So you're going to have to nine out of 10 times go out there and approach and make the move. So most of the time it's attributed to, it's not that you necessarily suck guys. It's that you guys suck at sourcing, which are two different things. You yep. don't go out. You're not on dating apps. You're not cold approaching. You're not using Instagram. You're not, you know, you might not even have an Instagram. You're not actively sourcing. And it's sales, you know. If you if you don't have leads, you're never gonna make sales. You have to make leads, and we talked about it earlier. Yeah, your percentages are low of winning because most girls are gonna reject you in this hyper competitive sexual marketplace. So you got to be okay with the fact that not only do you have to go out there and talk to a lot of girls, you also have to be okay with the fact that you're gonna get rejected ninety plus percent of the time, right? And then on top of that, you're gonna have to practice and get better as you continue to go on. And guys. It's not easy. There's a reason why guys that can get women are so widely respected. This is not easy to Yo, do. Yo, if you're not in a game, how can you expect to play? Yo, when I first came to America, the first year and a half, when I focused on myself, building, building my, my credit, all that stuff, I didn't date at all. I didn't go out. Second mm. year, I was going out every night with my boy Carl doing night game. And I had a horrible stutter. Even worse than now. It was terrible, bro, right? But I got rejected a bunch of times. Yeah. But all that 10, 20 girls I talked to, I might get one or two. One, one two, three. All that three, I might take one on a date. And over time, I got better with my approaches. I got better at talking to girls. And then what happened was I got a higher uh, close rate because yeah. I had practiced and I was putting in the reps. If you don't play the game, you can't expect to win the game. Yeah, yeah guys. So You got yeah. to you you play. You know what I'm saying? I think it's such an important thing, and I really got to double down on that. You got to make approaches, guys. If you're to. not making or, 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 or send DM, you got to be sending out a lot of DMs and everything, which is hilarious because, like, people come and attack fresh. This guy sends hundreds of DMs. Blah, 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 blah. And hey, that, when a guy makes fun of you for, like, something like that, I already know off rip, you, you don't deal with women. At because all. guys that, like, make fun of you for working volume do not understand the inherent struggle of dating and or having sex with girls because it is a numbers game. Anyone that's in the game knows that you're going to strike out 
95% of the time. Hell, if you got a 5% close rate, you're fucking great. And just yeah. that as well, when you put in the reps and put in practice, you're going to find ways to automate this for yourself so you don't have to put in the work as much as before. Because, mm -hmm. for example, no, rather than chase, I attract. So that's very powerful because, okay, it's like, for example, you want to be a boss of a company, you don't even know how the company runs from the bottom up. But if you're from the bottom up as, as, a, as a boss or CEO, you know how it works. You can automate and create systems where, okay, cool. Now, rather than chase, I can attract, and it's very powerful because now your time is bought back. You can do what you want with your time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we've talked in the past, haven't we, about Instagram, and obviously you've you've been big on Insta, you know, strong on Instagram for for, for a long time, and yeah. obviously even more so now. But is that the kind of thing that you're talking about, where there's a bit more of a a funnel that's bringing people in? Yeah, because because now, like, pretty much, like for me, I respond to girls that look at my story or yeah. comment. I don't yeah. DM girls anymore because like the power is not in my favor. But before, yeah. if I'm nobody. Have you have power. To. You've got yeah. to do it. It's a numbers game. You have yeah. to. And that's the thing, isn't it? Because like we've got to be realistic here. Yeah. The, the the only hack really that guys have in the current dating marketplace is volume. Yeah. Really. I mean, that is that is the one thing. <laughs> Yo, fuck it. Yo, that's a gem right there, man. Gem <laughs> right here, bro. God damn it. <laughs> there we go. That's why he's one of the world's best. He's like, no, that, that that's true. But it's, yeah. it, but it's true, so true it? Troy. It, it's true, isn't it? What is the what is the one thing that we can do that is in our control? That can start to even up, even things up a little bit. That is the only thing that I can think of. I mean, yes, of course, self improvement, you know, money, muscles, game, all that stuff. Yes, definitely. But in terms of getting yourself out there, you are never as a as a young guy, unless you're a celebrity, um, unless you're an actor or a movie star, or rapper, or you've got a really big social media following or whatever. You're never going to have the same sexual social power as a beautiful young woman is. Absolutely, I, I've said so, it before. Like you know, uh, a hawk, an average girl has more options than a dude that's top tier in the top 1%. You don't believe us? Yeah. Look at her Instagram. Look at her Snapchat. Look at Bruh. her Tinder. Look at her Bumble. It's outrageous how much it's outrageous, volume man. She, she has on her fingertips. Yeah. Sorry, Trey. Yeah. You were saying, you were saying yeah. they, don't, they won't be able to have the same amount of options as a girl. Yeah, definitely. So the, the, the thing that we're able to do that evens up the score is to put ourselves out there a lot. And there's various ways of doing that. I mean, we talk about cold approach. We talk about, you know... Well, meeting people in real life which i still think is a fantastic thing to do because people guys will say oh yeah man it's all about online dating now and 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 the black pill guys will be like oh no it's all it's all if you're not six foot tall i mentioned 666 earlier people who in the chat like what's that like six foot tall six pack and six figure income you know, so it, which, let's be honest. I mean, is that really ultimately <laughs> extremely rare? Yeah. You're talking about five percent of the male population. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. So, guys think, okay, right. If I don't have those things, I'm not going to get a look in on on dating apps, and 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 there may be some truth in that. But but this is why cold approach. This is why meeting people in real life is very powerful. Yes, I'll say this right. Just to add to this point, guys. Real talk. When you meet somebody in person, you can actually show them your personality, show them how your your vibe and that can be a pull better than online because online they don't know who you are yet. But yeah. if you meet your person, you're not a weirdo, you're cool, you're calm, you're collected, you got a little swagger to you, you're dressed well. Guess what? She made a first impression on her and she and her mind said, you know what? This guy was cool, calm, and met in person. I'll go out with him. Versus sometimes online is like, I don't know who he is. He could be a weirdo, he could be this and that. But that's why you have FaceTime. But in person is even better because now you're face to face with that person. First impression is very important. And from there you take a phone number or Instagram and then you go on a date. And here's the other thing too. You mentioned earlier that interaction that you had with Tristan. We could break that down a little bit. So he meets the girl. He shows that he's, uh, you know, well-spoken, well-dressed, yeah. 
Uh, for some of you guys that don't know, Tristan Tate is very well spoken and, and you know multimillionaire, etc. So he conveys yeah. himself a certain way. He came on the pod. I want you guys to watch his tonality during the show. Yeah. And the girl, just from the way he speaks, etc., is able to, to probably deduce. Okay, this guy is probably of a higher class, right? Yeah. And yeah. then he gives the Instagram. Doesn't say a word, but he gives Instagram and the phone number. What is he doing? Well, we all know girls are going to become investigators when you give them your social media. She looks. Oh, he has a blue tick. Oh, he has a lot of followers. Mm. Bam. The Instagram does a lot of the work for him. Passively demonstrate higher value, right? Mm, mm. Passive DHVs. We've talked about this as well. Yeah. And then she's able to connect the dots on her own. When you're able to allow a woman to connect dots on her own without you necessarily saying too much, you just have a conversation, make it cool. Don't talk too much. Don't brag about your stuff. You just let them kind of, you know, Don, uh, Donovan always says, you know, discovery trumps disclosure. I yeah. got to agree with that 1000%. So you're going to become even more attractive because you don't have to rely on these things that you have, the girl finds out about it organically. You know what I'm saying? Versus like, because what do most guys do? The reason why, guys, this is so powerful is because most guys sit there and say, well, I do this. I make this much money, etc." I got a Lambo. I got, I got yeah. this and that. Like, yeah. bro, let her see it on her own. Don't, yeah. Don't tell her to her face. Yeah. You know, and, and, yeah. and a lot of guys that have money rely on it too heavily where they're leading with it. And then the girl's like, oh, you want to lead with that? Cool. I'm going to treat you like a wallet. Facts. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just like you might look at a girl and she's like, Look, her pictures are all her just showing ass and tits or whatever. You're going to look at her. Okay, you're you're just box. I don't care. That's how girls look at you when you just come in on that, like, I got money wave and you only talk about that and whatever. I can't tell you how many girls I've went on dates with, especially from these sugar sites. They meet rich guys and they're like, man, he's so boring. He, 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 all he did was talk about money or what about himself. It was so annoying. You know, it's funny. Like, I'll go on dates with girls, right? And they'll be like, you're so different in person. Like, I would think you're braggadocious on like how you are online, like your marketing or whatever. I'm like, yo, like, I'm just chill cool just want, i just want a vibe and it's like that alone because think about it well because i have money that's, that's what they lead it they're like oh you know what let's go on my yard let's go this let's go this and let's, let's do that it's like yo so go on a chill date get, get some drinks maybe some tacos and talk on vibe you don't need to yeah. like shore the whole world now for example though there's some guys that do have luxury of saying you know what let's go on my yacht but they're not bragging about it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Come yeah. through. Come, come, come with me. You know, That's which different. people try to come. In. Oh, Miranda, whatever. Like, no, you had already invited other girls there. Hey, I'm doing this yacht thing. You yeah. had already planned. Hey, come, come through. And she came through. There's levels to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's like yeah. I'm already doing said activity. You can join in. And then you had other girls there, which showed an enormous social proof. Yep. Right. That you knew. Right. You had Nina there, etc. Girls that we already know. So all this plays into it, guys. Like it's all, it's it all works. And it compounds upon it, itself because, you know, we've always said it before, you know, if there's, I think the strongest attraction trigger to women personally is uh, pre-selection. You know what mm, I'm saying? From other true. girls that want to be around you. Yeah. So uh, yeah. so that's very powerful. You could make the argument that actually you lose value if you lead with money. And yeah. if you lead with uh, the, yes. the things that you've got, you actually lose value. The thing you're a cornball, goofball. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. that's what so many rich guys do. So, oh, like, yeah. when you, when you have have it, but you don't brag about it, it's extremely refreshing, mm -hmm. because so many guys lead with that when they have it. It's their only thing, you know. Um, okay, let's see here. We got um, hippie. Uh, oh, oh, what do we got here? We got DLC. DLC, oh, DLC shout bro. Oh lord. Big one hundred super chat. What's good, fam? This is one of the top episodes to date. I hope the freshman fam is paying attention. Keep learning from the front gentleman. Yeah, guys. Uh, Troy is one of the best in the world at this. Yes, literally. Uh, you know, he goes out with guys and teaches them. How to uh do do day game night game uh he wore, he basically you you like literally like be there with the guys and you like watch them infield and help correct them and everything. Well, yeah, I mean we're doing an event in Mexico over over New Year actually, and we're going to be in uh well, we're going to be in Playa del Carmen, but then we're going to be in Tulum um, mm. on New Year's Eve and we're Tulum, at, uh, Tulum, yes, and we're going to be we're going to be out at night at an event, <laughs> so we're going to be basically with the guys all night. You know, are there partying. spots left for that event? 
Um, there are spots left, actually. Yeah, well, there's okay. about there's one spot left, actually. So if anyone is uh, available and they're able to get over to Mexico, it's the 27th of uh, December through to the 2nd of January. This is someone you guys definitely want to to work yeah. with. And then also, I want to talk about fashion with you real quick too, Troy, because you're a very well dressed guy, and you and you there's a, a method to the madness when it yeah. comes to clothing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Real. Uh, anything else, Chris? Yep. Okay. Uh, 10 bucks, Jacob Hellman. Guys, and like the video, man. I'm giving you guys a lot of sauce. I've done easily 200 cold approaches and have gotten two numbers, and they ghosted me. Any tips? Uh, something is off about the way you approach them, Your bro. Your approach has some flaws in it, man. Yeah, you, you're, you're doing something. Whether And this is why it's so important to kind of have someone watch you that's experienced. Yeah, yeah. Because they can see how you interact with the girl, and they'll be able to notice certain things because, like we discussed earlier, guys, girls don't necessarily care about what you say. It's about how you say and how you convey yourself and tonality and your body language. You might be where... You, you know, a lot of guys make the cardinal mistake of being too close to the girl, not an understanding personal space. Uh, they might speak in a way that seems unsure. I always tell guys you need to speak in the active voice when you talk to women and not the passive voice when you talk to women. You need to basically state things as if they're a fact. I know that sounds very co cocky to say that, but that's how you have to speak when you speak to women because women respect uh, authority. Exactly. Women respond favorably to authority. Yeah. You do not respond favorably to guys that aren't sure of themselves, oh, which is why know. you have to speak active voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Robert Moreno, respect to FNF for these fantastic guests. Absolutely, we got you, go. man. Five bucks, Roberto Moreno. Shout out to Big Mo. Love the energy and smile. Uh, thank you so Big much. Mo. Hippie chick, as a woman, do I need to have game? If so, how can I work on getting game? Yeah, you don't <laughs> need to take out that, Troy. No, you don't. You just, <laughs> just show up. Just show up. And then uh, DL say from earlier. Yeah. So, uh, Troy, you're a very fashionable guy. Uh, you talk about um, dressing a certain way when you go out. I think Mystery used to call this peacocking back in the day. Um, can you tell us about how important fashion is to uh, to being attractive and to your whole uh, repertoire when it comes to game? I think it's really important. Uh, I think I've always been interested in clothes. I've always liked to dress kind of well. You know, I've always liked to have my own style and everything like that. There was this idea back in can the day. Can you show the people what you got on right now? If that's okay. Well, do you want to see all of it? Yeah, I've, just yeah, got yeah, some, I've, got yeah. some, I've got dark trousers on. And okay. I've got, I've got like a nice uh, dapper. I've got a nice snakeskin belt. Like, yep, snakeskin well, so. belt, white shirt. Nice blazer, very well fit, guys. Look at how it's fit. You Pocket know what I'm square. saying? Pocket square. And this Pocket is the square. thing. This is what I was going to talk about, actually, because there was back in the day, there was this mm -hmm. thing. Sorry. Oh. There was this idea. You want the people to hear this sauce, man. Exactly. This is gold. <laughs> this is gold. We're dropping here. Back in the day, there was this thing about peacocking. And the idea, it was the mystery thing. And it was like, oh, go to the club and you're wearing like a flashing hat and an LED belt. And, you know, so like <laughs> the all this. Hat, yeah, the yeah, black yeah. nail polish. Black nail polish, all that sort of crazy Ski stuff. goggles. And, and you know it, yeah and um the, the what there were reasons that he did that it looked to draw attention to yourself and partly as well because if you if you go out dressed like that you're gonna obviously get people criticizing you and can you withstand that social pressure and all of that so there's there was method in the madness but i think today you know we've toned that down it's not about that anymore but it is about dressing it's about dressing well but with little things that maybe stand out a bit so something like as simple as a pocket square right? It just adds something to the outfit. It just adds a little thing to the outfit. You know, if I take it out, I mean, it doesn't massively make a difference, but it makes a little bit of a difference, right? You know, when you put it back in, it's subtle, and it just gives you that little bit more interest to the outfit. And so there's other things that you can do. Obviously, you've got like jewelry, you've got, um, you know, rings, you've got like uh, necklaces, stuff like this. Um, contrast between colors, really important, all different sorts of things. You want to, you want to stand out but in quite a subtle, nuanced way. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to look like a clown. I think that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I, but and, sorry, just please. one. No, no, just, please. No, continue, just, Troy. Just one more point on that as well. I think it's the important thing is I reckon it's got to be congruent to your to your style. Know who you are. To, to, to your personality. Yeah. 
Because um, I, I think it would look right if you had on my chain. No, exa- exactly. <laughs> and I think, exactly. Yeah, like vice versa. So yeah. 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 I think I think I think you look good in this. I think you look good in this. But it, it's it's yeah. sort of like um, it's a very important point because sometimes guys, because I've talked about this a little bit, and you know, on John's body language course, I've done, I've talked about fashion. Yes, yes. Which I wanted like, the people to get. Yeah, this. yeah, and. Then you'll get guys afterwards saying, okay, so what do I wear? You know, do I, you know, should I buy a suit jacket? Should I buy a shirt? Should I buy, you know, what? And I'm like, well, I don't really know because it's got to be down to you. It's got to be down to like, what kind of guy are you? What do you want to sort of project to the world, right? You know, Um, and the stuff that suits me is not going to suit everybody. And equally, the stuff that suits other people is not going to suit me. You got to find your own swag. And and not only that, you have the awesome accent. You know, you got the pocket square. You're, You're dressed well, you know. And guys, look at the fit of the jacket. You know, notice how... There's um if you was to wear a nice watch or a bracelet, it would be showing. It's it's not too long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's nice and tapered in the sides. The guys, the fit of the clothes sometimes is more important than the brand of the clothes. Like yeah. how it fits is the the most important thing. And uh and and you know, he has a clean white shirt on, nice belt, you know, that's a talking point that shows that contrast with black pants, and yeah. he's wearing a light top. So this is all very important, guys, because what you want to do when you dress is Having accessories, right, or or nice little things like the pocket square is a fantastic touch. It's going to be a talking point for the woman. Yeah, it's going to give. We always tell you guys all the time. We do a segment on the show, which you know what, Troy, we should do this mm. when we bring you on for the late night show yeah. on Thursday. Um, we do a segment where we bring the girls in and we actually have them approach the guy, mm. pretend to be the uh, pretend to be the guy, whether it's me or Fresh or, or Christine over here, Chris, and they um they run day ga- they run game on us and try yeah. to get us try to get laid right. And um, and what 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 it'll do, guys, you guys see that the girls struggle. They they suck. They don't know what they're doing. So girls, we know, already don't have game. They're expecting you to do everything. What you're effectively doing when you dress well or you have nice little accessories, number one, it makes you stand out because most guys are not going to wear that type of stuff, right? Most guys don't put any effort in how they dress, right? I'll be honest. Even myself, I'm dressed like a bum. But when I go out to the clubs and everything else like that, you know, if I'm not promoting our, our brand Merch. or whatever, you know, Merch. I put something else nice, right? But so he has the pocket square, right? It's 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 a, it's a change, and then on top of that, it gives ladies right an opportunity to make a comment and or a talking point for them to address. Oh, I like this about whatever you're wearing. Tell me about that, and then bang, it kind of leads into conversation. You're giving the girl multiple points where she can initiate a conversation because girls aren't used to talking to you. And let's say you're an attractive yeah. guy, and a girl wants to approach you, and you're well dressed, she might come up to you. Because we know girls never make uh, like blunt approaches. She might say, "Well, I really like your your tie, or I really like your pocket square, or whatever." And then, bang, you put yourself in a position where you're able to peacock, like we we're discussing before. And then, bang, she's opening you. You know, obviously indirectly, because women almost never open direct. But you're able to kind of take that hint and run with it. Yeah, that's why yeah. dressing well works so well because it gives you other opportunities and talking points to initiate conversation. And you don't you yeah. don't need designer stuff, you just need well-fitted clothes that fits you and that's pretty much you yeah. 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 And I and I love some... the contrast and how you do it as well, uh Troy because that's really important. Yeah, no, thank you man. But you've got some good style as well, man. I've seen your recent Instagram. You like at the yeah. party. And by the way, guys, I should say many congratulations. 500k subs. Absolutely fantastic. Thanks, Rocking bro. It. Thank taking you. it taking it through the roof, guys. Fantastic to see. Um but yeah, I mean, man, you've got some good style, you've got some good swag and I think that it, it it all plays into it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know, it's creating a a character almost. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like uh, I've created a uh, I want to say uh, perception or image of myself where like, okay, I'm somebody. Yeah, you know, before it was like, okay, this random guy from Barbados just talking or whatever. But now I've created a perception where I'm somebody, and I'm like, who's this person? I want to know more about them. Yeah, artists, 
maybe someone in a club for networking, maybe even girls like, oh, I love your chain. So you never know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you got like that James Bond swag, like, and that's very attractive to a lot of women. Yeah. You know, as you guys can see, hair is done. You know, very, very well groomed. Blue Grooming eyes. is very important. Pause, Chris. Pause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I'm a, so it's almost like an like icebreaker. Yeah, like all yeah, yeah. Ice, yeah, just by what, just by what you're wearing. Have you approached a couple girls in Miami yet? Or I know you just got into town, but. I just kind of got. Oh, into, love your accent, bro. I just got into town, man. I'm, I'm, I will be doing a little bit tonight, though. So I'm looking Perfect. forward to, uh, to, to see what happens. But just on the, on the note about clothes. So there was one girl I, I ended up dating for a while, and I met her actually in a big department store in, in London. Mm -hmm. She was working at the, at the store. Very attractive girl, and Eastern European actually, and um, very fancy, expensive kind of store. And I walked in, and I'm wearing this coat, and it, it was, um, it, it had this like cool fur collar on it. And it was a, like fitted kind of coat or whatever. And um, I started talking to her and, you know, we exchanged numbers and then she came out on the date and the rest is, is history. And one of the things she said to me was that first time I met you, I really liked that coat you were wearing. And she said, um, it looks like something like uh, some kind of Russian general would wear or something like that. <laughs> it was quite sort of like um, dramatic looking, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. And of course, I'm not saying so everyone runs out and buys a coat with fur on it because they think that's going to, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. like, obviously there's got to be more to it than that. That's yeah. not going to, that's not going to get you there on its own, but it, it certainly adds something. Do you know what I mean? Like if you've got, if you've got, you want to make a, an impression, I think when you, when you walk in, mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what it comes down to. Bam. Fantastic. Yeah. Um. So, okay. I'll read some of these chats real quick and then uh, let's see good. here. Oh, we're good. Okay, cool. So, um, Troy, so can, can you tell the people a little bit about your, uh, your course on the, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I've got a course which is called Dating Conversation Success. And basically it takes you through everything that you need to know in order to be a consumer, you know, adept conversationalist with women and have conversations with women that actually lead somewhere and actually go somewhere yeah. mm -hmm. rather than sort of faltering. Small talk that leads to nothing. nothing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the way that I break it down is we've got a bunch of real life videos of me actually interacting with with real life women. Mm. So we got a bunch of these videos in there. There's 7 hours worth of content in there. It's quite it's quite comprehensive. And you've got each of these videos of real life approaches that I've made um with real life women and then I break them down afterwards. So you get to see the video and then you get to see the breakdown and I go mm, into nice. every aspect of it. So I'll be talking about okay what I did well, what I didn't do as well what she meant when she said that, what I meant when I said that. I really just go into the details. Very in-depth breakdowns yeah. because, I, I mean, I've even seen I've seen your breakdowns where you break it down and you're like, oh, okay, I'm standing like this guy's because X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then there's uh, there's a whole section on on day game, which is what we, you know, like what we talked about before, going into the detail about that, how you do it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's a whole section. There's, a, there's actually a PDF book called uh, Dating Conversation Success. We, um, and there's also a video, a, a long in-depth video. It goes on for about 50 minutes uh, with 12 secrets of conversational success in it, which breaks down the fundamental principles of a effective man-to-woman conversation. Bam. I think so, people forget how important it is to have someone like just showing you the way because even me, like back in the day, my buddy yeah. showed me what I did wrong. I saw him do it in person. I was okay, cool. You don't like that? Let, let me kind of mirror that image and see if it works for me. And having yeah. that style of saying, you know what? Okay, do this, do that. And make a correction here it's powerful because now you can correct your own game to better you know get yeah results. yeah i th i think actually seeing stuff in real life or not in real life but you know seeing stuff that's happening real in real life real time yeah it does it does help because it just gives you that sort of i learned so much from watching other people's videos facts 
of of people doing this stuff because it's all very well to talk about it in an academic sort of way but you know you want to see somebody out there who's actually doing real time it. yeah yep. do, do, doing mm -hmm. is learning man you know what i'm saying Best. so uh troy where can the people find you man uh well if you go to my youtube channel which is called troy francis Talks, link below guys we'll stick the link below um you can find me on twitter at renegade playboy uh, I'm on Instagram, Troy Francis Official. Those are the main sort of platforms, really. Um, I'm putting a lot of stuff onto onto YouTube at the moment. So, you know, you, you'll, you'll subscribe find... to this channel, guys. There you subscribe go. Subscribe to the channel. You'll get all of the updates over there. Um, I've got an email list as well. So guys can get a free email list when they when they click onto that. So, um, so yeah, those are the main the main places, really. Um, and obviously, I do Rule Zero with the guys uh, most Saturdays as mm -hmm. well, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Probably not this uh, week because it's Christmas. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, what the hell? But yeah. no, guys, definitely check him out, man. Go subscribe to his YouTube channel. I linked his yep. Instagram below. Give him a follow. And the course I also put down below as well, man, is the Gumroad link. So go ahead and jump on there. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, guys, this is one of the best in the world at Fire this, game, man. man. Yeah. I should also mention as well, by the way, if guys uh, are able to get to Brazil early next year, we're going to be doing an event um, in Brazil around, okay. around Carnival as well. So from nice. February the 25th, it'll be myself, James Tusk, our colleague, Mr. M Lifestyle, who I've been running around um, a lot of Eastern Europe with um and we're taking guys out for nine days um nice. in, in brazil as well so immersion is you know, the best man yeah to have someone right there telling you okay dude this is what you got to do you do this weird tick when you talk or whatever it is i think that's that you can't that's put powerful it, yeah that's powerful man yeah it really it really does help because you can't tell what you're doing wrong yeah unless you've got somebody externally looking yeah. at it you know looking back at footage reading it you know yeah. nba players are, are uh you know they watch footage back all the time like that guy i did 200 poachers got two hey man someone told him took this you might have got way more results yeah 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 you have to yeah, yeah. do 200 approaches only two numbers something is definitely off with your approach 100 yep. percent. yeah um all right, all right other than that guys we got another show that we got uh coming here very soon with uh hot boy and uh we'll catch you guys and then we got a late night show as well and then we're gonna see uh troy come back tomorrow night with some lovely ladies in donovan sharp it's gonna be litty man me fire so we'll catch good. you guys subscribe to the channel click the link below get in that course love you guys peace peace